Bearcat Bounce Podcast. I'm back at it again. As always, it's a Monday. It's a it, it's a tough Monday following a loss in the Crosstown Shootout Monday. But how about that second half in the Crosstown Shootout Monday? It is also a Monday where uh, new coach Satterfield, you see his beautiful picture there on the front, making moves, making plays, winning plays, that is, Monday. It's a Monday where, uh, you know, I get to welcome in my pals, my my buddies who I break down Bearcat sports with all the time. That's right. Without further ado, it is time for Aaron Smith, Chad Brendel, Ryan Royer. Gentlemen, how are we? Doing well. Whoa. We have a we have that, another addition that, though. That's muted. <laughs> Chad is muted because his dogs are going crazy. Apparently, you haven't sent Royer the link yet. Aaron. I, I just sent it. Okay. Chad's we yelled at him for not being here. Yeah. Woof. The white kid just got home. Royer looks a little different below me. <laughs> he does. Jeez. That's, that's right. Me. None other than. How about it? Barstool Sports. Dana Beers. The uh, new and in, in, indoctrinated. Bearcat fan of all fans, Dana. That's me, man, that's me. I'm, How I'm are just, we? I'm great. I just came off a great, a great weekend. I'm still kind of recovering a little bit. Uh, my body can't party like I used to. I'm not, I'm not 21 anymore. Um, I'm, I just turned 30, so I'm way too old to be doing the college thing. But listen, it, it wasn't the college kids that messed me up. It was the Bengals tailgate that messed me up. I got to be honest with you. I'll get you. Well, that's what a great coming time. out. I had a great time. coming out, yeah. Yeah, listen, since he is, is, is welcoming me, and I'm happy to be on the show for the first time. I know we've been working on this, so I'm just well, following up. What's up? You did do, like, five you minutes from in. Key West. You might yeah, not remember I'm it. Talking, I'm talking first official. <laughs> first official where, uh, you know, there I'm not on my cell phone, and I can actually focus and, and hear what I'm saying and hear what you guys are saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, we had you in the elements for the first one, but – but this one, we're locked in. We're actually we're gonna break down Bearcats in this one. But it, you know, you mentioned you're a little slow getting work back up. You know, you feel a little worn down, a little broken. If 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 your car's got a little wear and tear, you can hit up Danco Transmission and Auto Care. Go ahead and get your get your car fixed up. You know, mention mention Dana, mention Aaron, mention Chatty B, mention Royer, who who might be late in appearance, but he is coming. Mention any of them, you get ten dollars off your next oil change, ten percent off your next car fixing. Uh, but yeah, I. Dana, we have you on. We we heard it a little bit. Ryan, <laughs> how are we? Doing well. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Doing well. Better late than never. So that's, that's my yeah. fault. It's Aaron's fault. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll... He had to do it with uh, Mr. Beers too. Had to make me look like a jackass first time on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was planned. Oh, it was planned. From now on, you'll be the late guy, I guess. Yeah. All right. I was a minute late, so I don't know if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> nah. It's all good. I saw you tweet like at eight oh two. I was like, oh, he damn, he must not be on the show. He's too busy tweeting or some shit. So <laughs> no, I was. I, I I remembered, but sometimes I I'm either a minute or two minutes late. And I can't help it sometimes. <laughs> it's hey. all right. Late's the on. Beauty time. of these shows are we can go live whenever the hell we want. So there you it's go. All good. That's what I like. That's I mean, that's the best thing. It's when something happens, you just press the record button and you're on. That's how it yep. should be. You're locked absolutely on. Well, well, Dana, we we got to hear a little bit more about it. You know, we all know you're the the pride of Hingham High School. We all know you're the double double machine. We all know about the zillion beers movement, this, that, and the other. And we'll break all those down later. But we want to hear a little bit more about 
the Cincinnati aspect of things. Your, Let's do it. Your visits, how you were able to even come up with the thought of breaking down a, a, a number one fandom situation and how you did choose the Bearcats. So, so break it down nuts and bolts from day one. Sure. So um, I kind of did this the first time I came on, but I was uh, screaming into a, a iPhone and I didn't really even know what I was saying. So right. I got my wits now. I can make a little bit more sense. I'm sober this time and I'm ready to actually explain it. So, uh, yeah, I was on a Twitch stream one night and I basically said that I used to root for Boston College for, I don't know, the first couple years of my actual sports fandom when I was in middle school and I kind of fell off once they started, uh, you know, Matt Ryan left. And I, I just, I don't know. It, the the fandom there just isn't, like, Boston is not a sports, a college sports town. It's a pro sports town. So, like, once they started to suck, I was kind of just, you know what? I'm only 12 years old. I don't, I don't, I don't have to care about these guys too much. Right. And then I guess for the last 15 years, I haven't had a team. Like, I have, a, I, I, but I love college basketball and I love college football. Like, there's nothing I love more. I like I love it more than pro sports. And I've always just kind of wanted a team. And I've never really, I mean, I've never really thought, like sat down and thought about how to pick a team. Um, but honestly, we were in doing a Twitch stream like we're doing now, like a, a YouTube chat, and people just threw a bunch of names in the chat. And for whatever reason, there was a lot of Cincinnati's, a lot of UCs. Um and so I did a little research. I narrowed it down to like four schools and I actually went to on visits to schools. I went to homecoming uh, versus uh, South Florida. And it was just, I tell people, it was like no exaggeration, a top two day of my life uh, when I went to homecoming at, at, you know, in Cincinnati. And then from there, I, I went to a couple different schools. I, I, you know, I went to South Carolina, they beat Tennessee. So that was a great experience. I went to, uh, Texas Tech when they beat Texas that was fun and then I went to Michigan State when they played Villanova and like so I got the whole experience and it wasn't just you know it wasn't just it's like I'm just doing this for views or for followers I didn't care about that this is a long when I'm 90 years old and I'm dying and I can't, I don't even know what Twitter or followers are I'm gonna be wearing Cincinnati gear so this wasn't like this wasn't something that I was trying to do for like you know attention really uh, it was honestly something I've always wanted to figure out. And, you know, UC was awesome. They they opened me with, you know, they, they welcomed me with open arms. And uh, it's just been, there's just something different. Like, I think once I had that homecoming visit, I kind of knew. Like, I'm going to go on these next couple trips. And unless something blows me away, uh, you know, it's going to be UC. I was wearing, I was wearing a UC uh sweater at michigan state a lot of people were giving me shit for that right really? wow. at that point but I, I was like you know what i'll i'll take the free trips i'll take the free trips exactly. um, <laughs> but it's been awesome and i went this weekend obviously i was there saturday and sunday i got to you know i got to experience my first crosstown shootout and my first bengals tailgate and let me tell you it was everything i had wanted and more it was the footage will show you <laughs> It will tell the story. It was awesome. It was just the people were very passionate. Uh, the Crosstown shootout was obviously uh, it was ugly in the first half, but, you know, people were going nuts in the, in the stands in the second half. And overall, I just had a, a, a I would say the homecoming was my second favorite day in my life. I would say that was my third. So uh, I'm loving it. I'm loving all the people of Cincinnati and, and I couldn't be happier to be in the family. Thanks for the donation, Richard. We appreciate it. So, you were obviously a nipper for the first 
you know, your first trip here. And and Ryan actually is, is Mr. Bearcat, if you didn't know Dana. So so Ryan played on the football team. Mr. Bears, Mr. Bearcat. There you so, go. I'm sure he knows exactly what that is, yeah. <laughs> it, means I'm he, I'm it means he was the best player on the football team last year. How about okay. that? Okay, 100%. Okay. Coach Fickle even advocated for him to win the Heisman Trophy last year. Yeah, you're a big <laughs> deal. You're a big deal. I get it. I was a big deal, man. This is my only thing I got left for me, so I try to make the most of it. Hey, so I, I still know. brag about my high school stats from 15 years ago. So. <laughs> okay, go ahead and say them. Go ahead and say the stats. Let's yeah, 12 points, 10 rebounds, 1.5 blocks a game. But people don't talk about the assists enough. It's whatever. <laughs> okay. The assists are nice. And, well, and that was, uh, go ahead and say, Hingham High School basketball. Hingham and High School. Uh, probably the least athletic league in all of Massachusetts. But, hey, stats don't lie. I, I just played my competition. Double, double, ball, double, ball, double. ball is ball. <laughs> but no, you were able to check out Nippert. You've been to a lot of stadiums. Let's let's hear your breakdown of what you thought of Nippert, and then also what you thought this past Saturday at Fifth Third Arena. Yeah, Nippert was awesome. It was so we got tickets, and I think we were at about midfield, fifty-yard line, and a couple of rows up. And I think one of the barstool viceroys just sent me a text or Instagram DM and was like, "Hey, they want you to fire the cannons." when they score a touchdown. I was like, me? Okay, I'll come down. And from there, I didn't, we didn't go back to our seats. We were at field level the entire time, and we are hanging out with the Bearcat, and we were, you know, dancing and, and cheering and doing the chants. I was trying my best to learn the chants on the fly. Uh, I think I got it down now, but it was awesome. Uh, Glennie was with me. We were – we were I, they were 20 – I think 24-point favorites, and they only won by four. So it was a little bit of like, okay – they got to win this game. I, I can't be having too much fun. Um, and, but it was, it was awesome. I felt it. I was, I just felt so right. And, you know, it's not as big as, uh, you know, Williams Bryce. It's not as big as when I went to, you know, death Valley, but it was loud. It was just as loud. And if, if they could fill up a, a stadium as big as, you know, Willie B I'm sure they would. So uh, I had a great time at Nippert. Uh, I love the people there. I had, they embraced it. They People that probably didn't even know who the hell I am, which is like, I guess, 90% of everyone that is probably watching this, they embraced me. So I love it. I love it. Dana, it's called size doesn't always matter. That's one of the biggest mottos in my life. I try to incorporate that in all phases of it. Dude, you're telling me. You are telling me. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's Royer getting a warm embrace from Luke Fickle. at uh, Is that Notre Dame? That is Notre Dame, yeah. Man, <laughs> After the Notre play. Dame win last year. We're going to have to put uh, Beers' face on that since Fick left. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he never – Not Satterfield, though. Matty he hasn't never, heard that one. I don't know if he ever uh, reached out to me. Or the, the, the only thing I, I'll give the other school, Texas Tech, which was, uh, you know, in the running, is Coach McGuire was, like, very much in my mentions and, like, liking my shit. <laughs> Bickle didn't do that, so I don't. Know. Maybe oh, it's yeah. good he's gone. I don't know. <laughs> he really knows how to use the internet. Yeah, yeah he's, absolutely. <laughs> he's just now learning how to talk about things that aren't football. So yeah, all he all he cares about is football. I, that's a that's a that's the coach I want. <laughs> where, where in God's name did you get those skyline jumpsuits? Because Honestly, they were amazing. Skyline. They are. Yeah. So we uh we customize them and they don't make them in the u.s they make them in mexico so we had to wait like two weeks for it to ship but our uh march team did a good job with it and 
you know, they, I don't really know. I just said, hey, can I have a couple jumpsuits with chili all over them? And that's what they got me. So I actually have a, I have a couple more that were supposed to ship to the graduate hotel over the weekend, but I, they weren't there. I was going to give them out at the, at the Crosstown shootout, but for the, I guess they didn't deliver in time. So I guess next time I'm in Cincy, if they are still there, that's when I'll give them out. So uh, it, it, it comes from Mexico, believe it or not. <laughs> Well, I mean, do you, have Mexico, some, baby. do you have some backups? Because I, I mean, in the video, you you dumped a full beard down your pants with uh, <laughs> with that original suit on. Now so I, I have backups, but that weekend, I, I, I love just, the gold. I, I, love I was the just living in beer, the man. that weekend. <laughs> Look, the one thing you have to do next time you're here is get with Royer for a couple hours. <laughs> you want to talk about content machine? You, you want to hear what Royer's favorite thing to do in college was, Dana? What's that? Pick up other football players and stick their head into a moving fan. Yep. <laughs> Call it the fan. As long as he doesn't do that to me, I'll watch no, it. No, you got to no. do it. You got to do what, it. What, what, what everybody <laughs> we talked to was they like to be the one that lifted guys into the fan. Are people it's getting painless. hurt? Like, it's painless. No, 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 no. I got <laughs> stitches. A co- I got stitches once. But <laughs> that's like – one out of like twenty times, so that's a good percentage. I'll tell you what, you should give it a as try. As long as, <laughs> as long as you can promise you don't mess up my face in any way. No, no. just the top of your head. Okay, yeah. that's fine. We can live. <laughs> yeah, with that. you just got to make sure you don't go too far into the fan. You got to have depth perception. You know, it takes some <laughs> skill. Yeah. I like it takes that. some skill. <laughs> yeah, my Let brother split his eyebrow open. You don't want to be like him. So yeah, but it, it could look kind of badass. <laughs> it could, yeah. Yeah, it's a great story could... to tell. It is. Where's that scar from? Put my face in a fan. <laughs> yeah. You should you should Shit see happens. the other guy. He's, <laughs> yeah, He's a big fan, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Dana, how about uh this past weekend? Obviously, you were able to make it to Fifth Third Arena, cross down shootout. What did you know about the cross down shootout before the game leading up to it? And then what were your thoughts? First half, you said poor shot selection. I agree. Then second half, man, they uh, they really lit that place on fire. But a little sad at the end. Break it down. Well, on it, the I was telling someone this weekend, the actually my lasting memory before all of this of Cincinnati was Yancey Gates punching uh, Kenny Freeze. Kenny Freeze right in the face. I'm not, not kidding. Bad, not a bad memory. I think in my first initial video that I made – what my like a recruitment video for Cincy. I was like, I said it. I was like, what do I know about Cincinnati? Uh, Lance Stevenson went there and Yancey Gates punched a guy in the, in the face. So that's all I knew about it. And I think I put out a question on uh, Twitter just saying like, is this a type of rivalry where people go out and have beers together after, or do, is there blood in the streets? It was 95%. No, I should say it was a hundred percent blood in the streets or the reply. So I, I mean, that's what I knew was that 2011 uh, fight. And so obviously it's it's legit and people don't like each other in this rivalry. Um, it was nice to see it firsthand, but I didn't see any fights. I saw some people yelling at each other after the game, but it seemed for the most part pretty civil. Yeah, there he is. There's Kenny. Um, but it was rocking in the second half. The first half was ugly, and I think we can all agree with that. It was not – they were not – They had crazy. us in the first half, not going to lie. They were taking <laughs> ugly shots, um, a lot of, like, contested long twos, which you never like to see. Uh, and then second half, it just seemed like 
I don't want to again. I don't want to make a boat myself, but they put me on the jumbotron, and then there was a 10-0 run. That's that's all I want to say. Dana, did so, you hear that Kenyon Martin went into the locker room at halftime and actually? Did he? Yeah, yeah. And okay, that makes sense them. then. Yeah, that makes a lot of he sense. Ripped some ass. Yeah, because they were they were like a whole different. Get your head team. out of your ass. That that's good to see though. Like you don't want quit in any any team, so it's nice to see that they they got it down. And I mean, I I wasn't a fan of the call at the end. I. I think I made it clear. I, I, I might have been a little tipsy, but I, I had some choice <laughs> words for the referee that with the stupid haircut. Um, <laughs> I didn't like that call at all. I think you let that play, and you just you let the boys play on that one. And the, the whole game, I think, he was poorly refed. I'm bad. not a blame the ref guy. I swear to God, I, I don't like people that do that. But I mean, since he they they weren't in a position to win. I they, they put themselves in a bad position anyway, so it wasn't the ref's fault, but it was a poorly ref game either way. So it was nice to see they had a little bit of uh fighting them. So I don't know. I mean, they're a good team. They're a top 25 team for a reason. And uh, I thought since he showed some fight, they weren't supposed to win the game. So, yeah, it was great. Great atmosphere. People were going nuts in that second half, and you love to see the fight. But hopefully by this, this time next year um, – with some new recruits rolling in, they'll get the dub. So close to breaking the Dana Beers curse, man. So close. <laughs> hey, the Bengals won. That's got to count for something. Yeah, there we go. You're, you're a Pats fan, though. But, yeah, right. I know, I know. <laughs> I but you I was didn't get to this tailgate until 1030? Okay, oh, so that was that was stupid. <laughs> I, 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 I got nothing for that. All right, so I was told that Longworth starts popping around like – I don't know, 9, 30, 10. But then I had people saying they get there at 7 a.m. So I'm like, I don't know where. I don't know who to listen to. There's people on the internet, on Twitter. You don't know who's right and who's wrong at, at this point in the world. So fair. I would say next time, is it safe to say 9 a.m. or earlier? 9 a.m. At least 9. Like 9, okay. you're safe at 9. Well, by by game by kickoff, I was I was mixed up. So I don't know. <laughs> it was it was quite a scene. <laughs> that Longworth Hall lot is a wild deal. Just did, did you stop by Bengal Gyms at all? Did you did anyone tell you about that? So yes, that I wanted to, but we ran out of time because we got there too too late. So we went to um, Longworth for a little bit, which is honestly where we got our best video. There was just some dude had a piss tent. Like you just, he had a like a concussion tent as an NFL team would have, but it's a piss tent and there's just a drain on the ground. And it's like, oh, come in here if you got to take a pee. Don't go in the porta potty and just piss on the ground. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of amazing. <laughs> Cincinnati, Ohio, baby. Yeah. And then after on the that, ground. We, went, we went to Lot B where the, uh, what do you call it, the mass. Um, and at that point, it was kickoff after that. So we didn't have, we, we were going to to um, what's the Bengal gyms after that, yeah. but then I think they were already in the game at that point. Sounds about right. It's a ruckus setting. So, so you were able to to, to dive into some culinary parts of Cincinnati. Uh, we've already talked about the suit. We need to hear a little bit more about your thoughts on Skyline Chili. I mean, is it is it up there as good as like Sub Galley's Gold Fever Calzone? How do you know or, about sub galley? Or are we like, are we talking? Is this that is an extensive researcher, now? Dana? When he <laughs> heard you were coming on, he's probably spent eight hours today researching 
Like where you, you grew up, what what your favorite foods were. Sub He's Galley, relentless. Sub Galley Hingham, RIP. It, it shut down. They they didn't need to shut down. I mean, they they were making money. They were fine, and they just said, you know what, we're gonna ride off into this into the sunset. <laughs> that was my favorite food. But I'll tell you. All right, so I'm kind of disappointed. I didn't have any. I couldn't find like a pocket of time on Saturday to go to Skyline because it was. I got there. And then I went to the game. And then after the game, we went to like the SantaCon stuff. And I, I never got to get it. And I said I want to try it sober because the first time I had it, the lights were not on in this <laughs> end. So I, I mean, to me, it was the greatest thing in the world. But I want to, I, I need to have like a, a different experience next time where maybe I actually remember it. Um, so I didn't even have it this weekend. Somebody made, gave me a homemade Coney, which I enjoyed. Um, I have heard that you the homemade ones usually aren't as good as what they make in the restaurants, which is fair. Uh, I had a couple of those at the tailgate. But the first time I had, you can see it in the video. I I mean, I looked like I was in heaven. I don't, again, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily the remember. The lights were on. Dana was like. not home. No, <laughs> I think it tasted great. Um, so I'm excited. I, I think my plan is if the Bengals – host a wild card game that's when i would come back and that's when i'll be doing the uh the sober skyline chili i wanted to do it this weekend but i'm not so we usually have like a trip mom with us and she does all the logistics caitlin she wasn't here this weekend so it was up to me and that's never gonna go well i can't schedule my life or my you know (laughs) what i'm supposed to do on a saturday for life of me so Without her, I was kind of like lost uh, of how of when to go to Skyline or not. So we just ran out of time. But if the if the Bengals are in the you know in a wild card position or maybe an AFC Championship, that's when I would come back and do it. Yeah, I mean, you ended up at a Coles, stranded. That was dumb. That was stupid. <laughs> that was. I wanted to wear like a suit for SantaCon, and I looked up and it said Coles had them, and I went to. Uh, Apparently, this place is not anywhere like near UC or like where people go. Blue Ash is that? Is that a thing? <laughs> Blue Ash is really fucking. You went to Blue yeah. Ash. <laughs> I was stranded there. I didn't have a car, and, and some dude rolls up and he's like, "Hey, I know you. You want to ride to campus?" I'm like, "Yeah, there's no Ubers out here." <laughs> oh my god, Blue, Blue Ash. Ash. That's out by where I work. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was. It wasn't it's a like pretty. I've been to a lot of Coles in my life. That one was not a Coles. <laughs> what what are what are some misconceptions people have about Cincinnati that now you can or what were some things you thought that then when you got here you were like oh this place is pretty fucking cool I want this okay I want to get this out of the way as well because I don't think Skyline Chili likes Barstool I don't think they like Barstool because I think someone made a bad comment about them once and well, maybe said that yeah they Big Cat and PFT have. Dumped on them for yes. So that's why I don't I don't think they like Barstool, and I don't that means they probably don't like me. But I just want to say, Skyline, if you're listening, I'm I'm nothing but positive towards you guys. I I want to clear up the fact that it is good and that it is quality food. Mm-hmm. So Skyline, this is not on me. Don't don't judge off off the history of my peers. Judge off me. I want to be a spokesman for Skyline Chili. So. I want to. I mean, Cincinnati. I didn't know anything about it. I I didn't know anything about the culture. I didn't know anything about how big it was. I didn't know anything really outside of the Yancey Gates punch. So I I was kind of like, 
damn, Cincinnati, it, it seems like a gritty town. And I was right about that. Like, you, I got there. It was 40 degrees, cloudy. I'm like, oh, I right. like that. That's what I want in a city. So, um, honestly, it's I, I still have so much to learn. I don't like. I really didn't ha- go into this knowing much about Cincy, so there I, I didn't have many uh, preconceived notions towards it. I really just have to do my research at this point because I, there's a lot I, I don't know. So I'm excited to get that. Some dude that, that uh, some kid yesterday was spitting facts to me about like how it should be should have been the next Chicago or something. He's <laughs> yeah. like, we didn't have the railroads for it, or, or we choked. We had the lead and we choked the lead. I was like, that's. It actually was. It's actually supposed to. Like, yeah, he's right. We had it. We were ready to be Chicago. <laughs> it, more than anything, it actually should. It was supposed to be Vegas, and the police in Newport, Kentucky right across the river, ran all the mobsters out of town. And the mobsters that they ran out of town went to Vegas and started Vegas. Okay. Hmm. You didn't know that, Royer? Did not. Yeah. There's actually like, there's a, there's a, there's a, like a Newport mafia tour you can take that takes you through like, like this was the people that started Vegas were in Cincinnati right before they got to Vegas. I got beef with big cat too, Dana, by the way. What's that? Uh, so the original fourth member of this show is a guy named Brady Collins, who's the strength coach at UC. And now he's the strength coach at Wisconsin. And as soon as Brady got the strength coach job at Wisconsin, Big Cat slides in his DMs. And now they're best friends. <laughs> and now Brady and Squat Fest, they're talking about bringing Aaron. They're going to take a whole... Uh, uh, pardon my take crew to Wisconsin for squat fest, for squat fest in July. So really, that's essentially what we did. It'll yeah. never be the same. No, it'll never, never be, the, be same. the same. They can try, but, but Cat, they will fail. Big Cat slid in on our best friend that, that broke up with us that's, and uh, claimed him as his own the day that, like, the day that Luke Fickle left for Wisconsin. Big Cat and Brady were new best friends. It's always <laughs> your boys, man. They like to get close. You got to cut the grass sometimes. See where the snake's at, Chad. Come on. I saw Brady today. I asked him to take the knife out of my back. <laughs> he showed me all the texts. He's like, no, me and Big Cat are best friends now. I'm oh, like, I love Big Cat. I love Big Cat so much. When I see him tomorrow, I'll bring that up. And I'll say, you couldn't, you can't do that to my boys over in Sydney. That's messed up. I'll, I'll bring that up to him tomorrow. No, Brady's great for content. So uh, it, it is actually a yeah. match made in heaven. And Squat Fest is unlike... Anything on the planet, Dana Beers. Yeah, it's like a it's rave sound, mixed with like, <laughs> yeah, it's like a rave mixed with like Navy SEAL training. It's not something you'd ever expect. There's to lights, combat. fog machine, DJs, <laughs> guys maxing out their squats. Uh, they bring out like the you know the 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 bags that the the defensive linemen like rip like go through. They turn they put the the logos of all the teams that UC is going to play the next year. They give everybody boxing or like MMA gloves and they just beat the shit out of it. <laughs> there was one year yeah. that they were they were trying to jump off from a second story uh ledge and do like uh like yep. ma- uh, atomic elbows onto yep. it. And one of the string coaches is like, Joel, what the fuck are you doing? Get down. Yep. That was a good one. Sounds sounds fun to me. Yeah. It yeah. translates to football really well. That's why we got all the <laughs> So we got all those fucking penalties, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
All right, bro. We're gonna we're gonna let you get to watch the Pats. Hey, I, I saw that if there's any mailbag questions, I'm, I'm we're going to commercial. So I, I probably got five, ten minutes. Just a couple. There's only a couple here. So they, they were specifically up. for you. So uh, the first one, uh, we, we've already hit on some of these. Uh, what made Dana choose UC? What does he think of the curse? We lost a close crosstown again. And does he think less of us now after going to a Bengals game? Okay. Uh, the curse thing is interesting. I'm fully, like, scared of the fact that I – may have cursed you see like <laughs> that i i said Things i got the bad i got the tattoo <laughs> i will remove it if that's what people want if it gets to that <laughs> i'll remove it because i don't i'm in this thing for life like i said i'm in this till till death okay yeah. so i i'll do whatever i'm not entering any transfer portals i'm not bullshitting i can i swear on here yeah sorry, yeah yeah let it out I'm here. So I don't want to be a curse. It's it's a sad sight when you know Luke Fickle leaves and when I when Coach Prime gives us all hope and he doesn't come and then you know the 32 game win streak is over. I don't want that. That's the last thing I want. I want to be a, a ray of light and sunshine and flowers and roses. I want to be the positive guy. So Satterfield, if that turns out being a curse. I'm going to feel terrible because the timing of it is not good. It's not good for old Beersy. It's bad timing. So uh, what do I think of the curse? I don't know. I mean, it's it's just very much like it's very coincidental, obviously, but it's kind of funny when you think about it. It's like, I got a tattoo, and then two days later, Luke Fickle leaves. Like, come right. On. right. Dana, just let me let me assure you. You were not as sad as Ryan Royer on this podcast the past two Monday nights. <laughs> it's down, it was bad. down bad. That's it's what I said. The past two Monday That's nights. what I said in one of my videos. Don't be sad for me. I just recently became a fan. Okay, I, it would be, it would not be, um, you know, what's the word? It would not be authentic of me to be like pissed off that Luke Fickle left because I just right. became a fan. Be sad for the people that have been doing this and that have been living this and that have played for Luke Fickle. Don't be sad for me. I'm going to get there eventually, but I'm not there yet. So I, I feel bad for those people. I feel bad for the people that, you know, are, are living and dying and, and by every threat of this football team. I just got here. I'll get there eventually, but, you know, I don't want to be the curse. But the other one asking if I think less of us now going to Bengals game, I don't think more of Cincinnati nice. Bengals fans because – I, I think I had a little bit of a um, – I wouldn't say of the fans. but We're on to Cincinnati. Team. I would say more of the team, the, the Bengals team, like kind of troublemakers or, you know, they're always getting, you know, bad penalties. That's what I thought during like the, the Montez perfect days. Right. Um, now it's Joey Burrow. It's Jamar Chase. It's a different time. So – the fans I've never thought down. I've never thought negatively of. I thought I think extremely positively after Sunday. It was it was such a great time. I can't wait for people to see the video because some of the characters I met were just all time just hilarious without even trying to be dressed up in crazy outfits. Um, so yeah, I love Bengals fans from here on for forever. What would it take for you to get a lips neck tattoo like Kenyon Martin? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I told my girlfriend I'm done with the tattoos for now. <laughs> Where it's on his neck? On his neck, like on right, neck. right here. Google. I would him. need, I would need a pair of lips. Like I need to get paid to do that. <laughs> there, there was also there was also a guy that played for UC a couple years ago that had the you know the 100 emoji. Yeah, he had that tattooed right there. 
Okay, yeah. See, 100. he can probably get away with it because he's like probably good at sports. I can't Not get really. away with like it, no. a cool Kenyon Martin tattoo because I'm just like a fat, like white dude. Like that would look so gross right here. <laughs> Come on. Not fat for long though. Double double journey. Man. I'm working, man. I'm got working. The journey. Let's go. Uh, Dana, who's your favorite UC basketball player? Thank you, uh, Cincy's Wood. Whoa, wow, I don't, whatever. Probably Lance Stevenson. Swad. Swad, yeah. Probably Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevenson, okay, yeah. okay. I'd say Lance. I think He's the most entertaining in my eyes. I mean, I don't remember watching him at UC, but NBA player over the last 10, 15 years, if I were to think of a UC player, I would say Lance Stevenson, and I love him. So that's my answer. Watch Lance's – Google Lance's uh, dunk against DePaul. Okay. Teabagged the guy. It was nasty. <laughs> that's my guy. The last the last question out of the mailbag was, uh, are you moving to Cincy next? No. I had somebody ask me – or not. No, PFT, <laughs> told, PFT told me I should take classes, graduate classes. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Okay. I don't Let's know what go. I would do with a degree because I, I think I'm I'm on the Barstool Pirate ship forever. Uh, but <laughs> – I would moving there probably not, but I will be there quite often in the next year. Like, I'll, I would say probably once a month. So, not moving because again, I have I have a life here, and I got a lot of people that you know would have to come with me, and I don't think they want to do that because they have families and, and you know. But eh, I can't say no. Who knows? <laughs> did, did you call Prime and say, "Hey, you get to Cincinnati, I'll get to Cincinnati." Like, Dude, I tried. I was I've put my recruiting shoes on like never before for Coach Prime, and I mean, not he didn't really answer me, so <laughs> I, it was a one way street. But uh, I think he was a little busy. He texted me the other night, and uh, you know, I said thank you or congrats and all that. He said thanks. So, I mean, I I did my best, but some things you just can't get in the way of. And I think you know, me and him, we have a great relationship. So maybe someday, but. Colorado was his choice, and, and they got a good one. All right. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks for popping in. We will do this whenever you want to talk about Cincinnati. Whenever we got something to talk about, we'll have you on and, uh, and have some fun. And maybe next time we'll uh, we'll all booze a little bit and, and do the beer do the beer thing. Beers, I got a question the beer for you. Tweet. I got one more. Oh, Royer's got one more. Can we butt chug a beer when you come to, back to Cincy? Okay. I not heard that you may or might have done that before in your past. Not on camera. <laughs> I'll consider it. <laughs> All right. Before or uh, after we put your head in the fan? After. <laughs> Maybe he'll be unconscious. It's a date. It's a date, baby. It's a date. Yeah, anytime, anytime you guys want me on, let me know. I'll be there. Appreciate you, brother. Good luck to the All Pats right. tonight. See you guys. All right. See thanks, Dana. Dana. There you go, Dana Beers. That's fun. Great guy. I think we needed we needed our first one to like get him to loosen up a little. I think that's the thing about Dana that I've kind of gathered from from dealing with him because we've been texting back and forth quite a bit. I was trying to get him west, um, and would have if they'd have won, but with the loss, coaches yeah. don't love talking after losses. Yeah, especially messing around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's goofing off there. like seconds after the end of the shootout, I was yeah. like, "Nobody you know, wins okay. in that situation." We'll the fans would be all on his ass too. Yeah, we'll like, get it next time. Yeah. Gosh. Um. <coughs> so that was good. Yeah. That was good. 
Yeah, I think his the, uh, the Danco thing was blocking my Brian Cook, my new Brian Cook picture. So oh, that's I'm sick. Myself. The um the baseline knowledge of Dana of of the Bearcats is surprisingly decent. I you think can tell he did his homework. Yeah, yeah, I think he's he'll, serious. He'll he'll slowly catch up to it, but uh, but yeah, it's a. Uh, it is kind of strange how how rough the past month has been ever since he's done this whole decision. But yeah, this question has this for been you, Ryan, the worst I'm not, month. I'm not, I'm not reading this question out loud, but this question's for you. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> it can be done. That is a. That's, I mean, if you can put it in your mouth, you can put it in your ass. I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, there we go, Ryan. Ryan, we, I actually oh was at eighty five. I was at eighty five hundred. Quote me on that one. I will. God, I'm gonna. I'm already, gonna get fucking already fired. Already quoted. <laughs> no, and I, not from Bearcat Journal. No, <laughs> Ryan, I've said from... some. I've said some some weird things on here before. We all have. So, but no, I we actually made one in the Indy 500 where it had a little like thing that you would turn and it yeah. would just shoot out like a damn cannon. So all I'm right, thinking... so my... <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking. My brother, he was big on beers when he did like the zillion beers merch all that yeah and i was like is there anything like you want me to ask him because he he loves them and he like knows all his shit he's like you gotta ask him about butt chugging a beer so <laughs> i took my shot and i went with it so well, i apologize for that one well that was actually <laughs> on pmt when they had Dion sanders on and Dion was like losing his mind and and dana was just being dana on there as well so it's hilarious but yeah it, it's uh it's out there now so i guess i guess it has to happen it won't be on camera i don't know if we'll even talk about it on the pod the next day <laughs> but uh it, it'll happen but yeah without further ado you mentioned ryan one of the the worst past months or should we timestamp real quick can we get a timestamp read in for for dana uh give me just a second yeah Quick Paper Supply, your local and family-owned restaurant supply company. For all your non-food products, Quick, Quick Paper services over 150 restaurants with weekly low-minimum next-day deliveries, providing a wide range of food service products <clears throat> from to-go containers, cups, custom-printed products, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick at 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. There we there go. go. Lock it in. So, Ryan, you mentioned the, the worst month in Cincinnati Bearcat sports history. And no, but it was topic. a bad one. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to open it up. What would you compare? Like, what other month would you think would top this one? Every month of the final Tommy Tuberville season. <laughs> I guess. <Okay>. I, <laughs> but you kind of knew what you were going to get because you it just – I don't know. The fickle was so unexpected, and then basketball just kind of getting shit on leading up to that, and then the whole yeah. hiring process kind of a little underwhelmed with the hiring. March twenty eighteen, all because of one day. Yeah, I cried my way all the way home. the uh, The trail of tears is what I called it. Oh, <laughs> uh, is that the Nevada? We don't talk. That, whoa, that, that, whoa, 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 whoa. Is that unspoken? <laughs> yeah, that's not to be. It's not the, to be spoken in these the game parts. that shall not be mentioned. Yeah, I like. I went to the a trip random... to the Final Four, just laid out perfectly ahead. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> I went to a random uh, gas station in Kentucky, and there were like 
four <laughs> random Bearcat fans wallowing around the aisles. It was just like, yep, we are all there in our fields together. But I don't know, Aaron, you've been around Bearcat sports a lot. Do you think this is – I mean, it's up there. It was bad. No doubt it was bad. It was bad. I mean, it was one week of bad, and I think that we already have turned a corner. We're starting to rebuild a recruiting yeah, but- class. Aaron, it wasn't one. I mean, people are talking about Maui, the Ohio State loss, the NKU, NKU loss, Isaiah the, Collier, the Xavier loss, Isaiah Every, Collier. Everything that was going on with Tulsa, roster rebuild and Nicole. staff staff rebuild and all of that. Like again, like that that whole week seemed like a month, and I feel like I've already moved on. Like, I'm yeah, we I'm, do that quick here. Like yeah. we're here to cover the Bearcats. We move on quick because that's like that's what you have to do. We're signing four stars, high three stars. Let's go. We got Brady Drogish back in the fold again. Like, I think there's plenty of stuff to get excited about all over again. And you just see where the rebuild goes from here. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think there'll be something else exciting coming down the pipeline this week that Aaron and I will talk about on the nightcap tonight. Ooh. Interesting. So, it's called a teaser. I would it like is. to hear about it too, damn it. But uh, we'll see. I, the, the, the board meets on Wednesday. I think there's going to be some news that comes out of that board meeting on Wednesday. That's good for good for the health of the basketball program. Good for the stability of the basketball program as they enter the big 12. How's that for a tease? Quite the tease. Um, but yeah, I love it. Obviously we, we can use this to parlay into another crosstown shootout uh, loss. Sadly, the first time ever in the history of the rivalry four straight wins for Xavier a few days have passed. Uh, Aaron and Chad, you guys have kind of mentioned your thoughts a little bit on the nightcaps. Ryan, I want to hear yours just kind of as, as you're watching as a fan now covering it. Just as the team went down the first half, came back, battled in the second. What's your overall thoughts of the game? Um, obviously, you know, you can't start out, what, 13-1? to 1? Is that what, what the opening – you can't get down early in big games because points are so hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Uh, quality shots are going to be co- hard to come by every opportunity. So getting down early is just – you can't have it. I mean, I, that's a pretty obvious point. But I just love the way they they uh, fought back. Um, I love the way um, – kind of how you could see how Wes has kind of opened this program up back to – you know, back to its roots, back to its traditions. You know, you had all those guys back there for the game and even like a story like Kenyon Martin going into the locker room and kind of like letting these guys know what this game means and how big this uh, basketball program is, how much it means to the alumni and all the fans in the city. And just watching them come back out, having pride and some grit and just playing just like Bearcat style basketball, like hustling, playing good defense, creating good shots. Like the Julius going on that tear at the end of the game, that's a guy that we're going to have to lean on all year. He's played a lot of basketball. He's a great player, plays great on both sides of the ball. Um, that that four-point play was just unreal, you know. And then with the Oguama dunk, the Nolly dunk, all that stuff going down, you're just like you could feel just like magic was happening. And then, you know, you get beat on a high ball screen like that, and, you know – you. You know, some people might say you you let the boys play, like Beers was saying, uh, towards the end of the game. But you know, you could when you look back at it on replay, it does look like a foul, just pretty hard body contact. But right. you know, you, you said you could say you look at the score, and be like, oh, they fought back. But you know, they've they've dropped a lot of games now, and they dropped four in a row to X. Um, I still believe in West. I think he's going to get them on track. I, I like what he does. I like the heart his guys play with, but. 
yeah, four in a row in the shootout definitely hurts a lot. So going to have to make some changes and get back, get some dubs rolling in a row. Desperately needed right now. Yeah. Aaron, Chad, anything out of, out of you two? Furthermore, after you know, kind of broke down the whole Jeremiah Davenport, uh, you know, at the four position type situation over the past couple nights. Anything further that you really thought about since then, or is it kind of still kind of harping on that, Aaron? I don't know. I mean, we've like you said, we've talked about what Jeremiah Davenport's role may need to change to going forward, um, and, and just kind of talked about. That was last night's nightcap, if you haven't already listened. Uh, we just discussed what his current role has been uh, over the course of the last couple of years and, and what it maybe needs to evolve to with the construction of a better roster than maybe he's ever played on uh, at Cincinnati. Um, but I don't know that I have – we're talking 20 minutes a night about these these things, so I don't know that I really have any more at this point to add on. So here's the thing, John, fake John Goble. Is he better suited to come off the bench? It doesn't matter if he's not going to do what's necessary of him to be a 20-minute contributor to this roster. Like, off the bench, starting, no matter what, if you put him in the game and as soon as the ball touches his fingers, he's hunting shots, starter, bench, it doesn't matter because especially with the injuries – Right now, you're not going to be playing a first unit and a second unit. Like, it's just not overly feasible with Fennessey out and with Newman out. Um, so your starters are going to probably be playing more than, than Wes would have wanted them to play. So you're just going to be mixing him in with the starters. So if he and, – and the thing is, like, the thing that's frustrating, like, he did exactly what they wanted to to against Louisville. He did exactly what they wanted and needed him to do against Bryant. So he has had these flashes where he's a guy that has shown he can be what this team needs of him. But then he comes out in the first 10 minutes of the Xavier game and was almost exclusively the reason Xavier took an early lead. Again, geeks and guns. It doesn't starter bench. It doesn't matter. It's up to JD to be the system. player that the team needs him to be, whether that's a starter, whether that's the sixth man, whether that's the eighth man, like that, that's irrelevant. Like that's, that's, it's a false narrative that fans get caught up on because it's the easy answer, right? Just, just sit in, just, if, if he's, if he's coming off the bench, the problems are solved. No, because if he does the same shit that he's been doing when he has caused problems, it doesn't matter where or when he plays. I so, mean, it goes back to what I said last night, where if you're a liability on defense already, you can't be a liability on both sides of the floor. Like, Right. Now, do I think there's a possibility he comes off the bench? Yeah, I think there is. But I, it, it's not as simple as that is what I'm saying. It's more nuanced than that. It's, it's, a mental, it's a mental thing for JD. This team needed you to be something your first two or three years here. Now they need you to be something else. And that's on you to embrace that role, accept that role, and, and star in that role. Because well, there is a spot where he can star in the role that is being asked of him. And how many times did you see that, Ryan, on the football team where somebody was asked to take on a different role? And how hard was that for some of your teammates to have to take on a different role? 
Sorry, I was muted. Uh, it is hard, but it, it comes back to the culture, the culture that exists on your team, guys being unselfish, guys being able to adapt, guys being able to, to step up, and the support from guys around them too is huge. Um, I don't know a lot about the guys on the team when it comes to culture, but when you have a guy who's has to transition to something he may not be used to, he's going to need his teammates to help support him, help pick him up because it's going to be difficult, especially, you know, when you're not playing your best ball and you're coming off a year when you were kind of like the guy like he was last year. So it's, I mean, it's hard. It's not, it's one of the hardest things to do in sports is kind of like transition to something that you didn't really anticipate or see happening, but he's going to need the support of like his coaches and his teammates uh, to really lean on them and try to get through this rough, rough spell he's gone through. Sam one, why are you yelling? We don't yell. <laughs> Wes has some grit, man. I mean, just watch the way he coaches, the way he talks. I mean, he kind of had a little Tebow, I promise. I love that. That gave me some goosebumps just seeing a guy with passion like that. So He means it, too. Like, that's who oh, that guy does. is. That no, guy he means everything on, he says. That guy walked on at North Carolina and became a starter at point guard at North fucking Carolina. Like – He's got what yeah. it takes to get it done. It, it's yeah, just he's a real ass dude. It's it's not going to be. Everybody thinks like this is that it was some easy fix. And if Wes walked in and he had, you know, Trey Scott and and Jaron Cumberland and Keith Williams and and oh that God. team his first year, we'd be talking about this whole thing a lot differently right now. And and instead, he was he was dealing with a roster that was fractured, a lot of fences that had to be mended. And a lot of talent that that was not fit to be top of the roster talent. We, how many times about th- did we talk about this last year? He doesn't have any parts. He's got a lot of pieces, but he doesn't have any parts. And you're you're seeing that become like look at what Vic is becoming. Look at what in year two under Wes Miller Dave has elevated to, and and they're working Landers into that now. And, and you've seen the talent from Josh Reed and Dan Skillings. Like, it's happening. I know it's not happening at the rate that everybody demands in our microwave society. But it's absolutely happening. Yeah, it is. And, and Ryan, when you, you mentioned that, that quote that, that Wes had in the uh, postgame presser, you know, throwing out the I promise. And, man, I... I'm not going to lie. I've mentioned it before. I don't handle losing well. And I was like almost in tears in the, in the press room when he was saying that it's like players are going to buy in recruits are going to buy in coaches are going to buy into that message. And yeah. And when Wes, yeah, when Wes puts in the work, he's going to show it and he's going to do it by actions. Yeah. Uh, One, when you use all caps, that is yelling. (laughs) I'm not yelling. That's just the way I talk. (laughs) no just like i i didn't know like i didn't know much about cincinnati bearcats basketball until i got here i didn't know much about cincinnati bearcats football too and you know being a part of the football team getting to go through all that you know you're kind of like detached from other sports because you're so busy but just seeing like someone like wear cincinnati on his chest and like pour his heart out there and make a promise like that like you can feel how genuine and sincere and real that is. And you know, he's going to do everything he can to back that up and being like 
an alumni, a part of this university. That's some that like really hit home with me. And I was like, I was really proud to be a Bearcat in that moment, listening to him. So I know it's tough coming off a loss to, to X, but if there's something you, you can take away from that and that loss is that press, press conference and, you know, seeing a coach that really does care and, and love this university. So I, I'm interested in hearing you guys' thoughts on, you know, because the, the thought of throwing Odie out there with Vic Moore is, is getting tossed around a lot uh, recently. And, uh, of course, you do that against Xavier because, you know, they have the two bigs most of the time. But they also rotate out the bigs and play one big with a Jerome Hunter or a bigger forward at the other four spot. So it seems as they if they were Xavier, terrible when they did that. Right. But it, it seems as if Xavier is making – opposing teams adjust to their game plan instead of being the ones that adjust to what another team's throwing at them. Would you think a little bit more of Odie with Vic on the floor at the same time would lead to players, to opposing teams needing to adjust their game plan and thus being more positive for the Bearcats? The problem with that is like with Fremantle, X can throw him the ball and, and get points. I, I don't think that's really Odie's game. So the defense doesn't have to do anything specifically to take Odie away. Like, UC went too bigs to take Fremantle away because he right. was abusing Davenport, right? Like, right. but but if, if it's Vic and Odie, the problem one becomes, then who's your backup five? Got and it. two... Those guys foul a lot. So you're putting yourself in a position where you've got eight minutes to go in the first half and Vic and Odie both have two fouls. Mm-hmm. And now you're playing essentially with no bigs. Unless, I mean, I, I think if you're going to, if you're going to adjust Davenport, I think you have to find out one more time is Kalu, um, able to, to to go at this level right and and if he is then you've got an extra body and you're in a better position to do that if you try it out again and Kalu ends up not being the answer you're thin you're really thin inside now you're playing a too big system with basically two bigs right and, and sage that you hope can get up to speed really fast but He's a freshman. He's played five minutes this season. Yeah. So um, you're rolling the dice if you put Odie in the starting lineup. I think it's a it's worth a roll of the dice right now. Mm-hmm. But you have to also analyze both sides. What are the pros? What are the cons? I think the cons are significant enough that it's like we have to make sure if we do this, we get it right because it could cause problems game by game with what we know are the potential negatives is all I'm saying. Right. I agree. And uh, the good thing is over the next three games, I'm not, I'm not going to call them pushovers because as we've seen, most of the games this year have been difficult or at least tougher than expected. But you know, you've got Miami, then LaSalle, the Detroit mercy before AAC play starts. So you do have a little bit of time to kind of tinker around a little bit and feel like the right matchups and the right times. Uh, this is a game as well, guys. I want to hear – I'm going to go around the circle again. Kind of your favorite moment because obviously we can touch on the negatives of the first half. But I want to hear 
what your favorite moment was because this was a game where if the Bearcats came out on top, there are probably like four or five moments during the game where it's like this is going to go down in the history of the rivalry. And I feel like even though they did lose, they still deserve to be touched on. Ryan, and we'll work our way around. Uh, I, I love that Oguama and one dunk. I mean, just the way he was hustling and just playing his ass off to just lead right into that play. What was that, to cut it to to three? Was that was that what that dunk? I don't remember exactly. Yeah. But um, but that was just like a, a role-player guy who was playing his role, playing hard, getting boards, playing great D, to then just posterize a guy for an and one to kind of capitalize that rally to come back and, like, the place went absolutely bonkers. I I was up screaming out of my seat. It was it was it was awesome. That's got to be my favorite one. Aaron, the easy one is is probably the Landers dunk. But I'm gonna say J uh, DDJ's three and one, where where he turned that into four because that it looked like it was he was taking over the entire game, which. He, he did. He, was. he did. Yeah. Um, it, it just wasn't enough as that 13-1 run at the very beginning of the game proved to be too much over the course of the game. Uh, but I, I think that that, that three-point play that he had just the uh, cognizance to get the uh, – just get the foul on that three and then nail it home for four, it was incredible. See, there you go, Sam. One conversational. Now I don't feel like screaming at me. And apparently we've worked together before at TBNK. Jason's good. Uh, he was actually, I ran into him on Saturday. He is on the uh, TV crew. Uh, he either directs or runs camera or um, does one of the, the important jobs. And he's also uh, one of the main guys for FC Cincinnati for their TV broadcast. So Jason's doing great. Um, I... Okay, I'll, I've got one. I've got one. First pass go the second half. Okay. Ball pops. Ball moves. Ball finds Jeremiah Davenport. Jeremiah Davenport takes a rhythm, wide-open three-pointer. And that set the tone for the start of that second half that Cincinnati wasn't going to get blown out, that they weren't going away. And they made a run. And I think that is the epitome of what we've been talking about if he plays within himself, if he plays within the system, there are big moments left in Jeremiah Davenport this season. So I think it's important not to like throw the baby out with the bathwater. Because such a good saying. <laughs> one, it's important like that this what he does is not coming from a place of selfishness or being an asshole. What he does is coming from a place of this means a hell of a lot to him. And he's trying to do too much because he wants to be like, have that burden on his shoulders of I'm here to get this team back to where it was on my watch. Right. And I think he, he wears that crown too heavily and he gets in situations like Ohio State and Xavier and kind of blacks out. I don't know if it's the right word to use, but like all he sees is my team needs me. I can score. I'm going to do what I have to do to help my team. Right. 
He doesn't do it from, I honestly believe he doesn't do it from a place of selfishness. I honestly believe he does it from a place of doing everything he can to get this team to wins. Right. And that play signifies what this can be if he fully buys in and, and just plays within himself, plays within the system, and does what the system allows for him to do. So that's what I'll go with because I think that set the tone for that early second half where it was 17 coming out of halftime. If that thing gets to 23 or 24, it's a bloodbath the rest of the way. Right. Right. So I'm going to kind of play off yours a little bit, but Lamb Big brings up another good play that the the uh, Victor Locken block, and then he saved it from out of bounds to, to Mike Adams-Woods, which I thought Micah played a very, very solid game. I think sure. six assists, zero turnovers, kind of picked and choose his spots. Uh, I thought he played really, really well. Uh, but for me, it was kind of the, you know, after that first run in the second half, that timeout came and, and Kenyon had already been, you know, introduced to the crowd before, but then he comes out unannounced and he's in the On middle the of the court. Yeah. Getting the crowd hyped up again. Ryan, were you able to see that as a fan out there watching? No, I could not. Okay. So, so Kenyon came out once, twice. And, and I think he was, he, he was enjoying himself too. I think trying to get the crowd hyped up, but that was a moment for me where it was like, okay, Wes, what was the first thing? He, one of the first things he did when he came in, he, he immediately set up a Zoom with all the previous players, trying to get everyone back in, hear his message, trying to get everyone fired up as well. And all of a sudden you see all those former players coming to the game. I, I mean, Kenyon hasn't been around the, the team too much over the last, you know, 20 odd years. And he definitely showed himself there. And I feel like he was the most vocal he's been in quite a while in support of the Bearcats. So that to me is something I'll remember is kind of just seeing a fruition of Wes trying to bring the whole team together and getting the crowd hyped up. And I, yet again, if that would have ended in a win, then that would have been something that was replayed over and over again, just seeing all the former players getting everyone hyped up. Uh, lastly, I, let's talk about that timeout. Obviously, we've, we've rehashed it. Chad, you were on your Twitter rehashing it. Uh, it's, it was a good play. Aaron, you mentioned Ken Palm even even bidding a due to it and saying that mm-hmm. yes, this was a, a great great decision. But initially, were you guys a little bit in on the side of wow, that was a uh, you know Chris Weber type incident playing out? Well, initially watching it, the announcers were also confused. Uh, they didn't realize and they didn't communicate until after the timeout. Uh, that anything was even happening. So when the broadcast came back and there's free throws being shot, I'm like the, what, what the hell's even going on right now? Um, I didn't think they had any timeouts left, but I'm like, all right, I guess they did. And it was not, didn't come through very clearly in the, uh, in the broadcast. Um, but in, in hindsight, even as the shots were happening, I thought it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. I yeah. agree. Smart play. Smart play. But gosh, I, I tell you what, after that shot went in for DDJ, it, it, just being a Bearcat fan, you you immediately look up at the clock and you're like, oh, there's 11 seconds left. And you're like, uh, gosh, here we go. And I don't know. Call me a homer. I felt like Suli went into the body of Vic. Maybe, you, you, you know. Not, they're, the, the, the ball handler is going to get that call. No, I know. Actually, 
if there what like if there was anything that I really think that that hasn't really been talked about is Moving that Nunch, that was Nunchy's scream was illegal. Yeah. He put right. a hip into David DeJulius, which prevented DeJulius from icing the ball screen. He couldn't right. get over it because Nunji put his hip into him. Which, yeah. if you get get away with it, more power to you. But he shouldn't have gotten away with it. It should have been uh, a whistle. Um, the only thing I'll say on the timeout, what the only thing I wasn't sure about live was whether Cincinnati got the ball back. And if Cincinnati got the ball back, it made perfect sense. Right. I didn't know if it was a two-shot and the ball penalty or if it was a two-shot and then the ball resumed, like, like who would – you know, belong to before the technical. Because if you watch, Hensley passed. So your ability to catch that rebound in the air, the, the ball starts, as soon as your fingertips touch the ball, land, turn, pass, and then DeJulius catch, turn, gather, shoot. That wasn't happening all in 1.4 seconds. And if it was, you're talking a point one chance of making an 80 footer it, it, it you know in in that like all you all you can do you're not going to be able to catch it turn square up like there just wasn't enough time on the clock um so you always 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 take the ability to get a set play in that situation and Wes said he asked the official like we get the ball. We, they get two foul. They get two shots. We get the ball. Like clarifying multiple times. Right. This is just to make sure I know what I'm getting into. This is what the outcome is. Mm-hmm. Official said yes. West decided to call the timeout. It ultimately didn't work out. But guess what? Neither option was a high percentage option. But they were the only options left on the table. And I would much rather take a set play than, you know, a heave. And I get that at that point in time, people were pissed. Everybody's in their feelings. Yeah. Everybody's, you know, just trying to find something to bitch about. But if you didn't understand why that's the right play, like rethink your thought process because it, that's always the right play. Yeah. Well, and, and I think some people were replayed it back and they saw that when Nolly grabbed the rebound off the, off the, Hensley. you know, it was Nolly off the purposely missed shot and he and he turned and passed. Like like that was like a perfect situation where DDJ had it with 0.7 seconds left, which like is not gonna happen a lot. It's you know, it a lot of the times it'll be kind of an awkward rebound or you know, a little bit more difficult to make. But Wes had it predetermined that he was gonna call a timeout no matter what. But Dave so, wouldn't have had time to catch, gather, turn and shoot a clean yeah. shot. Right. Right, yeah, I, I think it was uh, Colby Jones was coming over to defend it too. So yeah, it it was the right call. There's there's no doubting that. Uh, but man, there's a lot of a lot of what ifs still in this one. But as mentioned, there's there's a lot of time to really get things rolling in the right direction. Three straight games before conference play starts off, starting with uh, the Fighting Travis Steels on Wednesday, the Miami Red Hawks. So. You know, hopefully they they able to build on the second half that was against Xavier. Uh, sadly, another loss, but you know, West is fired up to, to to win some of these games, and I think he will in the, in the near future. 
cannot lose to another local team, for God's sake. No. I mean, if they lose to the Red Hawks, man, I'm, I'm going to be in a pretty dark place. <laughs> <laughs> Miami is not good. Not good this year. Uh, anything else on, on the cross Shootout, out guys? Obviously it was a tough one. No, I'm good. Pain. Needed to have UConn. We needed to have UConn clocks. You can get four dribbles and a shot off in 1.4 with UConn clocks. Oh no, you not can... wrong, Keith. Keith. 0.08. 0.08 to do that. So we probably could have gone length of the court and dunked it <laughs> with with UConn clocks, but Anyway, that is what it is. Uh, hopefully, bounce back on Wednesday. And then LaSalle this weekend. Chad, have, have you floated anything around with them pushing back that start time, or is that set in stone? Seems like it's set in stone, but, God, I wish they would. I mean, that's just horrible. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, that's because 11 o'clock, it is the Fenway Bowl. Should we – let's timestamp that uh, cross-town shootout talk real quick. Yep. Timestamp, y'all. Timestamp, y'all. Quick Paper Supply provides mostly disposable restaurant supplies, products like to-go containers, cups, pizza boxes, to-go bags, uh, can liners, napkins. They've been open since 2009, one of the largest minority-owned companies in the city. And just for Tonk, eco-friendly, not eco-friendly, eco-friendly products. They have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs as well. Call Nick, 513-470-2029. Reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. Echo Friendly would be pretty cool, though, right? Yeah, I'd love Echo Friendly. Soundproof, just everywhere. Just yeah. <laughs> Ask him if they can make us a funnel for the uh, the the crazy night with BCJ with Dana Beers. That'd be, yeah. that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Um, but now, it's, it's bowl game, Fenway Bowl. I tell you what, man, this is shaping up to be quite a strange one. Uh, Ryan, I want to hear first off what your thoughts are on who on earth is going to be even playing, how on earth this is going to even look, and two teams on the same side. Like, like, just like every single thing going into this game is the strangest I've really remembered any bowl game ever. Thanks for the donation, Tonk. Has Satterfield like said if his assistants are going to be coaching? No. So it's, they are. It's no. They're completely hands off. They're, they're going to have oh a recruiting. Oh my weekend. god! All right. So think about so this. Nate Ledden. Nate Ledden. Nate Ledden's the OC, and Darren Page is helping him on that side of the ball. And uh, then you have Kerry Combs as the associate head coach or the the head coach last slash defensive coordinator and he has um james ross helping him on that side of the ball and walt stewart carries also yeah. coaching special teams and, and special teams with uh the boy and that's um, two more coaches than louisville has <laughs> this is gonna be insane where do you guys ever hear the stories about um when brian kelly left and oh. they had like student assistants on the headsets, just like Droopy was calling plays, Ryan. Rick Flicks was telling me he was on the damn headset. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> making adjustments. God bless that guy. But that yeah. that's gonna be crazy. I mean, obviously, the the assistants they're in, they know the scheme, they know the game plan. Uh, when it comes to maybe in-game adjustments, in-game coaching 
for certain position groups, that is going to be fuck it. That's going to be crazy. There's not going to be a lot of that going on. So it's going to be a lot of like, just go play ball and, you know, we'll do our best. We're going to try to give you guys the right plays, but go out there and just play, baby, which is fun. But it's also kind of like, damn, is that really what you see football, the kind of state of the program right now? We're going to kind of go flip dick around in Fenway Park to te- with two teams who don't have any coaches. But, I mean, the guys the – practices have been good, Ryan. Like, I, yeah. I've been to two practices. They've been good. The, the defense yep. is – Mostly intact, a little yeah. thin at corner, um, with Jaquan gone, and then you know you lose JQ as as a backup. So, but they have Arquan, they have Tom, the they have Sammy, JQ, yeah. Oh, I, and I, Jaquan I, I, just committed to Maryland. Yeah, I saw that. I yeah, they must have threw a bag at him, man, to get him to leave. Apparently, um, he's got some relatives on Maryland's team, so some guys oh, from really? Florida. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they and they still got um, they still got uh, fuck, what's his name? Our Office? our running back coach before oh. before Page. Yeah, Darren Page. Oh, what's his name? Why am I forgetting? Shit, it starts with an M. Enos, who? Enos, Dan Enos. Yeah, Dan Enos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still there. He he probably had something to do with that too. He know he probably knew Shep somewhat. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, the guys, I know, like, the guys are going to go out there and try to win. They're going to ball out as hard as they can. And whoever's out there, they're going to go out there and try to make a name for themselves for this new coaching staff. You know, that's got to be the mindset. It's that, you know, we want to protect us. We want to protect our name and our ability that, you know, you got a new coach coming in. You're trying to promote yourself, promote your game, and just go out there and make plays. Um should be a good matchup. Uh, should be a cool place to play in. The guys are excited. They're excited to be in Boston. Um, they're looking forward to having a good time. I think Kerry said they get batting practice at Fenway. Oh, that's sick. I'm sure there's a couple guys might be able to hit one out. That'll yeah. be uh, that'll be exciting. I, I'd have to. I'm sure I'm going to get the the damn phone call from Bert or Will Adams, <laughs> like just giving me the whole rundown on it. So I'll be sure to let you guys know. Howard Gillison will for sure hit one out. I, I was leaving that up to talk about it next. Okay. Ivan, first team All-American, only one season as a Bearcat. What's his legacy here? Unfortunately, I think part of it is what could have been. That kid wanted to be a Bearcat from day one. They just yep. didn't think because of – they wanted to get away from the size constraints that I think they felt with Perry and then Jarrell, uh, even though those two guys were – incredible Bearcats and I think at the First college level conference. yeah at the college level man it's not a, like you're not the NFL you, you can get away with this. six yeah. four yeah if you're instinctive and you play fast like Ivan does like I think about what a legend he could have been if he spent all four oh, years yeah. here he was a third team all-american in Miami of Ohio mm-hmm. like, I would just be curious to see how things would have played out though with with B right with just do you think you could have kept him off the field? Because the plan so. coming into this year was he wasn't going to be a starter. Does Darian Beavers transfer at that point? Yeah. No, That's I think great. he plays a different spot. Like you can play. I like. Unfortunately, it, it probably would have impacted Joel more than anybody. Yeah. It would just be crazy to kind of, Yeah, I know. It'd just be crazy to think about what would have 
what the rotation would have been. Um, who, and you could how have early, been one A, one B. Yeah. How early? How early? Um, um, Ivan would have kind of stepped on the scene. I've been I've been curious to see how ready he was to make plays early in his career. I know he made plays in Miami and stuff, but he was playing kind of a different spot. Yeah, it was so, like that rush, that rush. Yeah. So yeah. it'd have to be – it would obviously be a sight to see. You know, we would have loved to have more playmakers the better. But I think he did the, mo- <laughs> the absolute most that anyone could do in one damn year. So hats and off he, to him. He accepted his invitation to the Shrine Bowl today, which means his playing career at Cincinnati's done. He's entering into the NFL draft. Um, it, is I that what happens in – like officially, if you, if you play in a in a postseason game, you're you're gone. There, there's no. It's unfortunately, which is dumber than shit. It's not like the NBA where you can declare, uh, assess your value, and then come back. Oh, oh in the, in, the, in college, you're gone the instant you right. agree to one of those bowls. The inst- instant you say you're you're gone, there's no there's no turning back the clock. Um, which yeah. I think is a flaw in the system. I agree. Uh, especially with NIL mm-hmm. because, and that's something I think they need to look at because now with NIL, you might make more depending on what your valuation is. As you go through the process, you could make more yeah. staying and in, in playing in college. If you're not, if you're a sixth or seventh round pick, that's not guaranteed to make a roster or right. you might go undrafted. Like, like you can come back 30. to college and make half a million million dollars yeah so uh, has he been practicing Chad? yeah okay does he does he intend on playing saturday all, intent, you know? all indications i mean he was there today yeah. all indications are that he, he plans on playing in the game something would have to change yeah okay in the bowl game the defense really i mean i'm telling you flying around the, the, the d-line has been briggs jabari and and phillips um, Corleone still got the knee, so that too what much, not that enough. Resolve? <clears throat> what? How was it? Was it serious? Is he? In, is it, I think it was a meniscus. Okay, so it's just so, kind of like yeah. Nothing if it would have been a, a later December or early January bowl game, I think there would have been a chance. Yeah. Um, but with the you know two and a half weeks after the end of the season, you're in a bowl game. Um, I just don't think there would have been enough time to to get him back, but. Yeah. All the linebackers are there. The safeties are all there. Like I said, you're a little bit thinner at corner than you were, but there's still talent at corner. Right. Aaron, you look like you're bored. You want to talk? I'm not bored. Okay. Good. Okay. He does look a little bored, doesn't he? He does a little bit. Yeah, he does. Aaron, what do you think of a defense that has most of the D-line, except for Noah Potter and Malik, um, coming back from injury, uh, all the linebackers, all the safeties, and a good portion of the cornerbacks. You feel good against a Louisville offense that, that now today we found out doesn't have Malik Cunningham, their quarterback. Obviously, if they don't have Malik Cunningham, their offense takes a huge hit. Um, and if your defense is returning, uh, what, 85% of the defense is, is returning to play the game? Uh, yeah, I feel, I feel pretty good about it. I mean – we saw what happened when Cincinnati had their backup quarterback in, and there's there's an adjustment, right? I mean, yep. it's it's not the same offense that you had for twelve games, eleven games, I guess. Um, so yeah, there's there's an adjustment that has to be made. 
ten and a half. Um, is there a chance this game gets canceled? Both teams have been practicing all out this week, so I would like they leave tomorrow. Yeah. I would be shocked. Over Kerry Combs' play. dead body, does this yeah. game get yeah. canceled? Yeah. Yes, yeah, like uh, like There's when that. you guys were at the Birmingham Bowl when it was raining. <laughs> no playing this fucking game. But yeah, no, I it's Malik Van coming back. That's up to Malik. My guess would be he explores his professional options. But if he meets, you know, if Walt's the new D line coach or if he meets a new new D line coach and um they click, like maybe not, but my guess would be Malik moves on, but we'll see. Kerry Absolutely. Would, Kerry Combs would suit up before this game is canceled. Exactly. Fake John Goble. Um, I want to hear what you guys thoughts. Like, so I, I feel like the, the timing of this game is actually perfect, you know, and in the grand scheme of things, it sucks that it's, you know, early in the bowl season, this, that, and the other, but most likely it seems like it's kind of actually working out well because you, you're able to kind of wrap up the season, wrap up the previous regime quickly, quickly, and then immediately have the staff who is coaching still, if it's more than coach coach Combs, then you can have them focus on what needs to happen. And then you can also let the players make a decision after that as well. And I also think it, it helped where not as many were sitting back thinking throughout numerous weeks, do I enter the portal? Do I call it quits? But no, it was, it was kind of quick right after the, the end of the season. So you're able to kind of, we got bowl practice and not like screw around bowl practice, Ryan, like the end yeah. of bowl practice starts tomorrow. Yeah. Usually you get 15 practices. The first five are Yeah, no. <laughs> it's, sitting, like, yeah, it's not it's game the, time. Yeah. So yeah. Tom Tom one Frank. Of the team has the, one of the team has the best chance to hit a homer you, over the green monster. You skipped Tom Frank. Oh. I'd say uh, I'd say Will Pauling or Tyler Gillison. Gilly, that's right. Gilly's a, a baseball guy. So it's Pauling, yeah. Yeah, but Will, Gilly's a power, right? Like, like a, a bumper. Yeah, Gilly, good call, good call. Who else, Royer? You guys played softball. <sighs> trying to think, I'm trying to remember back when we played the freaking that game in Nippert. Yeah. Um, out of the linebackers, there's not anyone I think that can hit. <laughs> That's for sure. I don't think any of the D line. I don't think honestly. I don't think there's anyone that you don't I, think Gilly well, can Bert, hit one. Bert might be able to. Bryce played baseball in in um in uh, high school. He was actually pretty good, from what he says. So Gillison was I don't, a guy that was talking about walking, like trying to play baseball when he got here. Yeah, I don't see. I don't know him. He I didn't I don't play really with know, him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know much about him. But I mean, if if you thought about walking on, you could probably hit the ball. 330 feet you know you just can you get it up though that's what you got to do with the monster mm-hmm. hey ryan you never actually, short porch short ryan, porch right right field yankee right. stadium ryan you you never <laughs> gave your poll your, your your public thoughts on uh burton's tweet announcing he was coming back <laughs> i put my tweet out there uh saying the program is in good hands you know pun intended literally Oh, um, <laughs> had to go into my Brent bag of tricks there. I like that. That's one like, and one time only. I um, like that. 
No, that's good. I mean, let's just say that it's kind of like if Desmond Ritter would have came back for his sixth year. It's pretty that's equivalent. It's a good point. Um, but just having that kind of foundation, that rock back, holding that football, you know, we're going to be in good shape. And hopefully Satterfield recognizes that. I'm sure Bryce told you uh, what happened Thursday, didn't he? When he when he went 0 for 3. <laughs> no, Thursday he uh, had to walk off. Oh yeah, yeah. Practice. Well, he told me was it the day before when he went zero for three on field goals yeah, or something? Yeah. <laughs> he went one for three know. today. It wasn't. He, he yeah. was wide left a couple times. He called me. He's like, God, Roy, I don't know why I just can't make any effing field goals. <laughs> he's like, my because kickoffs are good. In two though. years. <laughs> he's like, I'll tell you what, my kickoffs are damn good. <laughs> <laughs> So well, I'm, I'm excited for him getting the tee off. Hopefully, opening kick's going to be from the boy, number three nine, teeing off. Ooh. So, I'm looking forward to that. Excited for him. And we'll all do that, like, like the Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> meme. Whoa! But yeah, uh, it'll be an interesting game. And uh, I mean, I I don't even know if I'm going to write a preview for the game because it's like, who, who's even playing? What brings off going the on? Brings off. some rumors game. that um. Huber might be playing tight end. Oh, I mean, who's left? I know he he might we got linebackers. Impact. We got linebackers. We got no Wiley. Shaman. No... The Shaman game. Yeah, and I guess Peyton Singletary. Singletary game. Yeah, and Caleb Schmitz as well. There you go, Schmitty. Hitchler thought he was the next Josiah DeGuara. Schmitty. His quote. Yeah. Okay. He's actually – I thought over the course of the year, he started to come on. Like, you started yeah. to see him running with the twos in practice and making some plays and Good. and looking like, like a, a pass-catching, like, option. You know, he's definitely not an inline guy. Um, yeah. But you started to see him at least develop a little bit. Yeah. Cam back to tight end? That. No. <laughs> he is never going back. Once, once he put on that – what, Big country. Once he went 69, he's not going back. That is out of the jersey. Appalachia. Put on that he jersey. Always, he was always a big human. Now he's a giant human. Mega. Bear. Mega human. Big, big Aaron, bear right there. Are you going to participate tonight? What am I doing wrong? <laughs> you just sit there just like, I feel bad. Like, you're just down there like. What do you want me to say? We're talking about fifth string tight ends right now. What do you want me to say? <laughs> Talk about fifth string tight ends with us. I did. I said, who's even left? And then you guys talked and I, I made the joke. I do enjoy it. You joke. just don't look like you're having fun. Well, normally I'm I'm spinning three different plates during this show, and right now this is the only plate I have. So, <laughs> How did Briggs give you a hard time today? It was there was some of that, yeah. <laughs> it's always Brennick's fault. F W I W. I had a rough day as well, Aaron. So we'll we'll be good. We'll make it through I had a together. decent day. We went to went to practice this morning. We talked to Carrie. We talked to Prater. Came home, did some stuff around here, and went to dinner with the family. It was my cousin's 39th birthday. Oh, and happy then, birthday. And came back here and, and having some fun podcasting with you guys. Lock it I'm in. just kidding, Aaron. You just, you just don't look like you're having fun. Tonight. I'm not mad. I, I'm just interested what's on the phone. 
what like what is what are, what are we reading? I I want to know. Well, I'm gonna tell you about that. <laughs> you heard me throw out the the jersey number for Cam Jones, and you said, "All right, quick, quick Woo! Google search here." <laughs> quick Google search here. But uh, but yeah, it it'll be an interesting game. Obviously, uh, one that has so many question marks leading into it. Um, this will put you in a good mood. Let's talk about you covering the American in twenty. I almost put him in a timeout for five minutes for that. <laughs> oh yeah, we are. I'm excited to see that actually. <clears throat> Has coach sat toward higher ground yet? Brian, he's been here a week, man. Recruiting his ass off. Yeah, like let's let's relax. He'll get a chance to get out the higher ground. It's just not gonna be uh until signing day is over and the transfer portal is situated and he has some kind of understanding of what his roster is gonna look like, but it'll happen. It always happens, and they're always skeptical until they get out there, and then they get out there and they love it. And then they're going to invite Royer back, and he's going to raise the roof, and there's going to be wrestling. Yes. Satterfield, listen to me. I could do this crazy thing. Grab Satterfield by the neck. You don't know what you're fucking doing here. Come on, guys. (laughs) You're going to suplex him? Yeah. So you're going to put all these freshmen in the ground if you know what's good for you. Ryan. He doesn't cuss. Oh, Sadie. He doesn't cuss. Oh my goodness, that's he a really is all shucks. Fickle. And he does fickle, fickle would literally we would keep track like during his meetings, like we'd have a couple guys like tally the f words, and it was just absurd. Like it was like unreal the the rate. <laughs> I know a couple people from down there that have said that from Louisville that have said they have cussed around him and it did not like they've dropped an f bomb around him, and he looked at like you like, didn't like it like stared a hole through him. Oh, Chad, Jeez. be careful, brother. What is he? is he? Like, I'm in fucking trouble. Is he like a big, like, religious guy? Is that his? I don't know. It's that. I just, I, like, raised kind of North Carolina in the South in, like, a small town. Yes, yeah. sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am type guy. No I just don't F. think, like, no F. <laughs> no F, S, D, G, D. I don't, I mean, I'm sure there might be some smaller stuff, but, like, the big stuff he doesn't do. Well, We'll keep the uh, Dana Beers PG rated when we do get around the uh, the grouping with Coach Sat. How about that? Yeah, well PG. I'll can't, I'll keep can't my trust the coach that doesn't cuss. Tom Franks. <laughs> Tom Roy Franks Williams didn't cuss. Can I want conviction. I wanted that's the one thing that I was telling. I was like when just watching his stuff. I don't. Grant, I don't know that much about him. I've heard him talk just a couple times. I just want. A little more conviction out of them, and you know, sometimes when you hear a guy throw that f word around, it makes you perk up a little bit <laughs> hey, in your chair. He, he kind that's of that did conviction. It. That's what, because that's about? our language. That's the language we speak, sir. By but the I like the I liked his his speech at at, at, at the game. The game. I was like, all right, like there we go. I needed some of that. Give me some of that, Coach Sadie. Come on. He touched more on what that. what what the crowd wanted to hear. He did. The crowd good. liked him. He played okay. the hits. Yeah. He did well. But no, I agree. The F word is probably the best word in the English dictionary. Like, <laughs> hands down. But if there uh, was one word I'd like maybe a uh or the but like it's something like that, I say more than fuck, but it's in my top five for sure. For I, sure. Uh, it's in the top five of words I say. I, I Aaron speak, Aaron can attribute to that. I yeah. speak one way on the podcast, but but outside of the podcast, whew, let's have a couple of drinks. Let's have a couple of drinks together. We'll we'll see where it leads. But uh, anyway, it's 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 gonna be a weird game. 
Uh, hold on. This is important. Brian said being from North Carolina doesn't stop Wes from saying shit on WLW. We were, I was talking with Wes about Satterfield and, and them being from North Carolina. And Wes explained to me, I'm from city North Carolina and he's from country North Carolina. Mm. And those are two entirely different worlds, apparently. Okay. I, I don't, I, I can't attest to that. I don't have much North Carolina in my background other than I love Asheville and Biscuit Head's my favorite breakfast place uh, on the planet. But other than those two things, I don't know a ton about North Carolina, but there is apparently a big difference between city North Carolina and country North Carolina. City boy, city boy. But uh, <laughs> he did pronounce X as Xavier. Xavier. That was good. That was really good. And he didn't, uh, I didn't even have to tell him to do it. Like I might have done last year before the Crosstown shootout. I wonder if somebody slipped in that, though. Well, I'm telling you, I slipped it to the the other guy last year before the shootout. What can I what can I say that'll piss him off? Call him Xavier. He's like, oh, that'll work? Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> there you go. There you God go. But, uh, yeah. This, this game this weekend will be weird. Um, but you know what? It's... You thought it would be weird when when Fick left. Now both sides are equal, so that that makes it Cincinnati has stabilized more. a lot. I'm telling you, Cincinnati stabilized a lot more than Louisville. Right, like right. Louisville but I'm just saying. Is, now it's is, just like, um, yeah, pretty much even even. Playing. You're playing a team that's in the exact same situation. As right. You. Is right. Brom coaching? No. Yeah. No. It's Dion Branch. Yeah. Dion Branch coaches Dion Branch. There we go. And Branch wasn't even a coach. He was their like their scrubs, their player development yeah. guy. Huh. That's gonna be one so, hell of a trivia question down, down the line. Who were the two head coaches in the 2022 <laughs> Ben Wable? Carrie Combs and Dion Branch. The spread right now is Louisville minus one. Yeah. Hammer it. Hammer it. For the Bearcats. The the Evan Prater game. We'll see. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and timestamp this. Touch on recruiting for a little bit, and we'll hop in the mailbag. We're doing a very tidy, very uh, concise podcast, if you will. Proud of us. Quick paper supply. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Sorry. Uh, Quick paper supply, your locally and family-owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products. Quick paper services over 150 restaurants with weekly low-minimum next-day deliveries. Providing a wide range of food service products from to-go containers, cups, custom printed products, eco or uh, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick, 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. Good read, good read, good read, good read, good read, good read. That was an echo. Uh, anyway. <laughs> God, dude. you brought the dad jokes today. I man. just can't, man. It's just <laughs> stupid. Football recruiting. Uh, there have been a couple. Uh, of... Why? Why? Can you hit him? Can you <laughs> there have been some big, big news uh, coming out. Obviously, there were uh, two official visit weekends in the same weekend, if you will. Uh, the the one that was Friday Saturday, and then the, the one that's wrapping up probably right now, right? Or does it 
does it go into Monday night? And then I'm sure they'll have it? breakfast tomorrow morning. Right, right. So um, the first big news that came out of that one, of course, is the uh, commitment out of Jaden Davis, who the, the flip from Louisville to Cincinnati. Uh, Luke Condra obviously committed last week. He did not take an official visit, but there's a lot of things happening with those. Uh, the official visitor list is on Bearcat Journal, and I'm sure Mick will be in his laundry list of things to do is going to get some some recaps from the the players that were on campus then of course working on it mix a little mix mix having a rough 10 days (laughs) right the the old golden golden black the old uh hammer and nails uh nothing like dealing with a coaching search at cincinnati that creates a coaching search at the other school that you cover yeah that's not fun that's not i feel sorry he asked he called me the other day he's like how do i how do I run a coaching search? I'm like, well, I mean, I mean, the funny thing is his his jaw probably dropped when he saw that it was Scott Satterfield. He was yeah, because he knew, like everybody knew at that point in time that Jeff Brown was on speed dial for Louisville. It's Scott Satterfield, huh? Okay. He's like, he told me he was like, I'm gonna try to get as much done for you as I can in the next 48 hours because there's no way they even interviewed anybody else. I don't think they did. It took 48 hours. Yeah, there, there's no shot they interviewed. Anyone else. And no. they and they brought out the red carpet for him and everything. That was a that, that was a pre-planned thing. He, he he had that one dinner that he went to a booster dinner with all those Louisville people over the over the summer where he said he said you know they asked him if he was going to return home and he said I don't know anything can happen maybe soon. I mean come on, it was it was anyway. in the writing. Writing was on the wall anyway. Uh, you know what would have been hilarious was if UC found a way to hire Jeff Brown right. in Louisville like. <laughs> Boy, you talk about those people are unhinged over Scott Satterfield. <laughs> There's a question. We'll we're, we'll get to that question. They're okay. they're still talking about us over there. I, I've I never get, seen anything like it. I get screenshots sent to me. It's, it's like it's like. By the way, for all you you see people still lingering on the site, I know you are. And it's like, geez, man, they're they're, they're still mentioning us. It's weird, but anyway, uh, Brady Drogosh, the. Uh, News this morning that he is staying committed. Uh, obviously, mammoth news. Uh, he the highest ranked recruit in the class. Huge, huge news. The more that these players visit, do you think the more that you're going to see these commitments start to come out? Because obviously, signing day is inching closer. Or do you think it's more of a is it going to be bang, 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 bang? Or is it signing day is going to be a huge determinator when it comes to what these players are deciding? I, I think it's just. I think the guys. Timings. I think the guys that have decommitted are gone. Like I, I don't haven't gotten a sense yet that any of the decommits are coming back in the fold. Um, the guys that have stayed committed, I seem like they're pretty solid. Since we started um, podcasting tonight, Day McCullough has flipped to Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, as we talked about, Day McCullough yeah. was not, not a surprise. Qualify, so not a surprise. That was fine. Um, the only one that's still, I think there's a lot of work to be done on is Kamari Burns, who goes to Penn state this weekend. Um, I think they obviously really like to have him in this class. Cause that kid appears to be a difference maker on the defensive line. Um, the other guys, Trevor Carter couldn't make it because of, uh, family, family situation and Manny Kobe couldn't make it, but they like Manny and Trevor, I think, are expected to to get here next weekend or this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see on those. Signing day is a week from Wednesday. Right. So we're almost there. 
The Louisville guys, I think it's going to be interesting from some of the people I've talked to uh, outside of Jay Davis. They think there's a good chance and fingers crossed here. They think there's a decent chance that those guys might make their decision or their announcement on signing day. We haven't had an exciting signing day here in four years. Probably since what? Lewis, Khalil Lewis committed on signing day? Roughly. Like, this has been locked up by signing day for years, where it's just like signing day 10 years ago was like all hands on deck, 7 o'clock in the morning, grind your ass off Mm -hmm. working for like 10 hours that day. And now it's been like, hey, Dave, just uh, while you're doing your regular job, just make sure you're tweeting out like when things are official. Like it's been incredibly boring. Um, Snowden is at least a maybe. At least a maybe. Uh, Tom Frank, my top three signing day wish list. Let's let's get through what might be here this weekend. See if anything else changes. Um, I'll answer next Monday as we get a little closer to signing day. I just, I don't want to I don't want to pin myself in there and then next week I have a different answer. Yeah. So, um, um, did Snowden get deported? Uh, he might be in Canada. I don't know. I think he's American, so I think he should be fine. I think he's okay. Uh, so it, obviously, Dorian Jones is a linebacker from Louisville that that recently entered the portal. Is is the portal? When does that close? Or is is there? So it closes. It, so it closes January eighteenth. Right. But that's only for entrance. Okay. You can exit the portal whenever. Whenever. You have to be in the portal by January 18th. Essentially, it's 45 days. And that starts the day after the um, announcement. Mm-hmm. And there's some thought out there that, like, there's going to be guys on the national championship team in the national championship game that are in the portal the next day. Like it's because they have to. The national championship games, I think, on the ninth. Right. And the portal ends on the 18th. Like you're going to see guys from the national championship team entering the portal after they hoist the trophy. No, that... Shit's crazy, man. It's crazy. All right. I was, I was talking about this with my uncle tonight. We'll, we'll get to the mailbag in just a second. I think that's where we're headed. Yep. Like the portal now, you're going to see more guys. And these are more stable situations where coaches are in place and whatever. You're going to see more guys enter the portal just to get paid by their current school. Right. So if you if you don't go in the portal, they have no reason to give you an NIL, right? But if you go in the portal, now you're a free agent and the bidding is open for your services. And the only way you can really get paid by your school is to go in the portal. So guys are going to be in the portal just to get NIL from their own, their own school. The old Isaiah Wong approach to things, if you will. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Chad, just real quick before the mailbag, there were some basketball recruits visitors over, uh, over the weekend for the crosstown shootout. I haven't had any time. Riley Burgess was here, um, and then a couple young guys from Cleveland. I haven't had any time to focus on that, right? Uh, right. To this point, well, 
confirmation that they were here is, is good. They so, were here. Yes. There you go. Um, all right. Well then, without further ado, quick, quick, uh, quick paper supply. Uh, what is that? Uh, it's it's a link for I know it, it's a recruit for UC uh, King Joseph E. Um, Ferrari. I don't know. Amari Ferrari. Bring him in. I don't know. But anyway, uh, yep. Quick paper supply. Head over there for the eco-friendly. Call Nick, right. 513-470-2029, reference Bearcats. 20% off your first month of purchases. To-go containers, cups, custom printed products. Eco-friendly. <laughs> Eco-friendly and much more. Cleaning, restroom supplies, all of that. Open since 2009. One of the largest minority-owned companies in the city. All right, mailbag. Let's try and keep this to not go two and a half hours, but I mean we're here at one forty-five. That's the best we've done in weeks. It's been a while. Um, football mailbag. What's everyone's first week grade for Coach Set? B plus, at least B, B plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right there. B plus. The roster hasn't had major defections. The recruiting class, at least the core of it, is still intact. There's been some Louisville guys that, you know, uh, have have at least shown interest. It's not like he had an entire recruiting class at Louisville that is out on him. Right. Kept carry. Um, yeah. I, I would he kept carry. I would go B plus. I mean, it would have been an A if he would have brought that running back with him and then <laughs> a couple of other monster. Monster you know what's snack. interesting is I, I asked a couple people about the Clarkson kid. Uh and they said they, they broke down some tape and Brady Brady Drogush is the better prospect. Uh did I see that Braden Moore committed to Wisconsin? My thoughts. Braden Moore committed to Wisconsin. But Colin Hitchler put in a shit ton of work on recruiting Braden Moore. So not totally surprising that he would he would go with the position coach that Here's what you have to remember. When they lost Malik Hartford, Colin Hitchler doubled down on Braden Moore and put in every second, waking second on getting Braden Moore here. So to see him go where Hitchler is doesn't surprise me. But thanks for the donation since he's watched. Yeah, thanks for the donation. I, I, I mean, I, I I was nice on that one. I, I just was, was explaining. I just was making and, sure. And Jonas, Jonas. I was making sure I wasn't an asshole because apparently sometimes I don't know. <laughs> See you, Ryan. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Come on, man. I went back out on the mailbag. It's now, Ryan, now Ryan's bored. Now Ryan's bored. He's just walking out on the fucking podcast. Out of the next five student-athletes to join the football program, would you think it's two high school seniors and three transfers? Also, the over-under of 27 and a half new student-athletes on the roster on scholarship in 2022. I, I can't with Mark. You guys go ahead. Um, I would think that you're probably going to have – I don't think they're going to hit the transfer portal quite yet. I think you get through signing day before you start seeing guys make commitments from the transfer portal. I think he's actually pretty accurate with both of those. Yeah, I agree. Because, um, I mean, I think obviously you'll get a couple of high school guys. And then transfers, they've already been linked to like three more names from Louisville and from Florida State as well. So, um, yeah. All right. Um, 
Curious how our offense slash defense scheme will match up against the Big 12. How will we match up against Iowa State, Baylor, TCU, Kansas State, etc.? Similarly, how do we sit in recruiting standings historically against our peer set? Pretty good recruiting-wise. Um, the past five years, they've been upper upper half to upper third of the Big Big 12 in recruiting rankings. Uh, the offensive and defensive scheme, We don't, there's no offensive coordinator yet. We know Satterfield likes power spread. Um, so that's something similar that you've seen in the Big 12. I think a little more passing is probably necessary than how heavy Satterfield likes to run the ball. Uh, defensive scheme, we don't know yet. If you look at Louisville this year, you'd see a defense that got after the quarterback. They were high in, in turnover rate. Um, if you look at the couple years before that, they struggled. So Brian Brown is coming into his own as a defensive coordinator. It'll be interesting to see what he does with the amount of talent that Cincinnati already has in place uh, as they go into the Big 12. Uh, the one thing that they're going to need, I think, in the portal, you're going to have to find an edge rusher. Because I just don't think, especially you're losing Malik, Pot you're losing Jabari. Potter? You, you, you're not. Uh, whatever um he wasn't a twitchy edge rushing he was just another like plug the five tech type guy like just saying wasn't it yeah but i'm talking about in terms of like what they did last year they sacked the ton they sacked the quarterback a ton you're gonna need a twitchy edge rusher type i think to fit like what brian brown wants to do um and having like having another my is yeah. important that's all. Noah Potter, no disrespect to Noah Potter, but in terms of your defensive line rotation, he's just a, a guy that does a lot of the things that the guys you have kind of already do. He didn't have a skill set that was like, okay, this guy does that thing that Maje could do that this defense was missing this year. Kind of what I was getting at with that. Not a knock on Noah Potter, like a, the person, just the type of player he was isn't what's missing, I guess, is my point. All right. Why are Louisville fans so obsessed with us slash Coach Sat? It's a it's a it's haters. It, no, I, that's a really weird fan base, man. They've been through hell with everything that that athletic department has put them through. They're Kentucky's bitch in pretty much everything. They're insecure. They're sensitive. Like, they're in a weird place. I couldn't imagine being in the place that that fan base is in after what's happened there the past five or six years. Like, you talk about Cincinnati's had a bad month. Louisville's had a bad, like, three Half quarters a of a decade. Yeah. I, I, all Ever since they won the title in basketball in 13, and, the, and then Lamar won the Heisman. When was that, 15, 16? Everything has been... A disaster for them ever since. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Anything you want to add on that, Brent? Brian? I mean, I look at look at Kentucky fans. I I mean, you've got your diehards and then you've got your like big group of crazies, and I think they've just got a big group of crazies as well. So all right. Uh, why is Ivan Pace not in the Senior Bowl? I don't know. I think I think it's the same reason. Size. 
Well, well, I think it was no. I think we when we had the Senior Bowl guy on, uh, Jim Nagy. Yeah. yeah, Jim Nagy. He mentioned that like players that couldn't potentially come back, like they don't include them in the list. I and I know it hit like grades are really weird right now, and I think he's technically a senior, but I don't know if that might have had something to do with it as well, where they might have been expecting him to come back another year. Because I know we we asked him about that maybe with with Wiley or or someone last season or Sauce yeah. last season maybe. No, Sauce Sauce was not a senior, so he couldn't. Play. No, I know, I know, I just. I don't know if that kind of played into it a little bit or whatnot. So who knows? Maybe. I don't know. Be a naggy question. With the understanding that it was only one weekend that was likely quickly thrown together, any indications as to similarities slash differences in how Satterfield likes to conduct an official visit? They're all pretty much the same. There's not much different just because you have so many things you have to squeeze in into a small space. Um, Meetings, meetings with your position coach, meetings with your coordinator, meetings with the head coach, um, meetings with the academic staff, and then meals cut in three times a day, time to go out with your player host uh, and, and get a feel for the the player community um it's not it's not all that different i know um luke like the 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 old staff used to like top golf i guess this year they went to like the go-kart place in florence uh which is a little bit different um there will be small differences but really because there's such a small window to cram in so many very specific things get to see the campus, get to see what field you want to get into, get to know your coaches, get to meet the current team and hang out with them. And then breakfast, lunch, dinner, like fixed in around that. There's really not a whole lot, you know, and then the, you know, the photo shoot uh, was, I, I, as I was walking out of Nipper, they were just finishing up the photo shoot for the, or when I was walking out of fifth third for the Crosstown shootout. Um, they were just finishing up the photo shoot down on the field, um, with the cars and you saw all that on, on Twitter and Instagram and whatever, it's pretty much standard across the country just because there's not enough time to really do much different. Okay. Do you expect any more transfer outs after the bowl game is complete? Is coach sat around practice at all or building relationships with players or is he staying away due to us playing Louisville and a conflict of interest? Um, transfer outs after the bowl game, I'm sure there will be. Right. Uh, I, I do think like we talked about the bowl game being when it was change kind of the timing of everything because I think, you know, it, like the stuff about culture was real and a lot of these guys are playing for each other. And then I think there will be a reevaluation when the staff is fully in place and everybody gets to meet their new position coach and gets to see like what the plan is for them. Um, And you're going to have, think about it now, the bowl game is on the 17th. So you're going to have a full month, January or December 18th to January 18th to make your decision on entering the portal. There are going to be guys that, that make that decision. Do I know who they are? No. Um, But I do think there are some guys that are like, look, I'm riding this out, finishing this season with my with my with my fellows, and then we'll make business decisions afterwards. 
that if the game was later, if the game was at the end of December or early January, a lot of those decisions would have had to come earlier. Um, so uh, is he around practice at all? Not from what I've seen. They're recruiting. They're trying to, to build the next wave of this roster. He's letting Kerry do his thing. Um, and I think that's smart because Kerry's staying. So Kerry is having an impact on all these guys that he already knew, but he's strengthening his impact with all these guys individually in the process. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they've kind of kept their hands off. He has had meetings with players. Players have gone up into his office. Evan talked about it today in the, the interview we had after practice, that he had been to Coach Satterfield's office. They had sat down and spoken. Um, I imagine with a lot of the guys, especially the guys at the top of the roster, that has been the case. All right. What Big 12 team do you want to see most at Nippert, and what team would you want to visit most in 2023? You may not get 2024 with Texas and Oklahoma. I mean, the rumors are, have been out there for a while now. We've talked about them a lot. I've heard them from a source I have in the Big 12 that Oklahoma is going to come to Nippert and that UC will go to Austin to play Texas in 2023. Um, outside of that, I don't know who. West Virginia? <laughs> trip to little, trip to Morgantown, yeah. I can't imagine. Rival. I can't imagine a world where they don't play every year. Hiccups. You know, and, and also I like so a trip to Austin, lock it the hell in. I mean, Austin is a badass city. So I think that's a BCJ field trip, if you will. Um, sign me up. And then no having way. Having uh, Oklahoma come to Nippert and finally not play at Paul Brown Stadium is another giant blessing. That'll be fantastic. Um, uh, but of the of the the Big Twelve team staying, still who would you want to come to Nippert? Who would you I want to? I want to go to Stillwater. I think that would yeah. be that'd be cool to see that that atmosphere at Oklahoma State. Um, bring bring the national champions TCU Horn Frogs to the Nip. Chad, do you want to go to Lubbock? Tarp. <laughs> Tarp. Royer, who is it? Give, give me one. Uh, the most excited I'd have, um, I'd say TCU. I think they're going to be riding the highest. I agree with you. I think great matchups. I would love to play like Baylor and Iowa State, kind of like have had good defense the past couple years. I think it would match up well with us, kind of like a battle of the best defenses, baby, of the future of the Big 12. So, I think you'll be happy with the home schedule, Ryan. Yeah? I think you'll be happy you know with some the home schedule. <laughs> Just a guy with a website, bro. Yeah. How much should we expect ticket prices to increase? I, I don't know that. Uh, I'm sure we'll have Anthony DeFino and – uh, people around the athletic department on to answer that question throughout the spring and summer, but you should expect them to increase because you're going to be playing in the big 12 and it's just going to mean more. A big, to, big to 12%, there. you know? Yeah. Yeah. 12%. Yeah. I'll go with Brent. A big 12%, 12, a 12% increase in season ticket prices. 
Any chance that UC moves the basketball game versus LaSalle due to the football game? I have not heard that. Uh, I wish I have heard that. And I've been around campus quite a bit the past week or so. And that has not come up. Um, Quick, before look, before anyone looks, Aaron, do you know who the head coach of LaSalle is? No. Chad, do you know? I don't. Nope, nope, nope. It's it's the AAC Coach of the Year, like ten. Oh, Fran Dumpy, that's right. Fran Dumpy took are over the saddle. I forgot are you that. Tell me, no one can call up Fran Dumpy and say y'all cool with playing like three three hours later, maybe two hours later. I totally forgot that. You're right. There's got to be some connection there to just say, Fran, let's move it back a little bit. <laughs> uh, that is the football portion of the mailbag. Uh, there was one more question, but it was the same as the schedule question. You're asking for three. Let's of do it. Um, so basketball portion of the mailbag. Is Vic a guy that if he gets one early foul in game? Oh, I got an answer. I got an answer. Hold on. Tip time will not change Saturday. Uh, LaSalle has to travel back to Philly same day. Prevents from any time adjustments. So 2 o'clock tip off it is. Thank you to the person that just texted me that. I know you're watching, so I appreciate thank, it. Thank you, person. Is Vic a guy that if he gets one early foul in games, you immediately sit him, especially due to lack of depth at the four and five? I think you have to just because if he picks up a foul at minute 17, you can't have him pick up foul number two at minute 16 and then have to play 16 minutes without him. You're better off buying two or three minutes with somebody coming in for him uh, and then getting him back in at, like, 14 and seeing how far he can go uh, from there. I, I just think, like, you can't have Vic with two fouls at the first media timeout and have 15, 16 minutes to go in the half and have Vic with two fouls. It's yeah. just the depth just doesn't allow for it right now. And, and I think the thing that the reason why coaches keep these players, certain players in is because you don't want them to like lose their mind and start to wander off and kind of get like dis, you know, disassociated with the game. And you never will ever face that with Vic. You, you always see him ready, ready the second that he comes back into the game. So I think he's safe to pull out right away. Agreed. Will this team win enough games to get an NIT bid? I believe UC is going to need at least 12 conference wins plus the rest of the bye games to even sniff a bid. Can Wes and company turn this thing around and build momentum for next season? I think they can get 11 or 12 conference wins. If they win the next three, that puts them at nine. You win 11 games um, in the conference, that gets you to 20. That should put you somewhere close to NIT range. The problem being, of course, you didn't pick up one of the big wins in the out-of-conference, and Louisville's the worst team in college basketball. So uh, <laughs> that win doesn't do anything for you. And NKU is dog shit. Um, so getting beat by them is not like you got beat by one of the best teams in the Horizon League. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, how do you see Wes handling JD from here and what rotation of the forward do you think would work best? We covered that extensively both last night and then uh, we touched on it again earlier tonight. So. Go watch the nightcap from last night. Like yeah. we we had a really – That's a whole conversation. A really good, really honest 
conversation on this last night that I, I don't think we could recreate uh, here. Brent, I, is there anything you want to add there? Or No. Okay. Yes, Fair enough. Uh, Kmart going into the locker room. What exactly happened at halftime? Uh, Kmart went into the locker room. Apparently, he lit their asses up and told them that they better get their shit together and what they were doing wasn't good enough. He was invited into the locker room. I don't think he just uh, casually strolled in there. No the- lies detected. Royer, in your in your years as a Bearcat, did any any former players or coaches or anything ever do a halftime thing like that? No, Fickle would never allow that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Not but a shot at Wes in any way, but I'm trying to think who like an oh, like maybe Travis was at the at a game or something. Yeah, Travis could have got away with that. Yeah, Jason could have got away with that. Those, those are all of was you, you know, Fickle, he was really like protective and like defensive of his shit. Mm-hmm. Like especially game days, he was even like on heightened alert for bullshit. If there was any right. bullshit going on, he snuffed it out and yeah. put a stop to it. Not that Kenyon was bullshit. It's just that like things against his comfort and norm, he would always like shut down immediately. Look, if he wouldn't have let Jason Kelsey come in and talk to you guys at halftime, fuck him. <laughs> good point. Honestly, have you watched New Heights? Like that's a guy that if he was pissed off at halftime about how you guys were playing, you let Jason Kelsey in that locker room to say what he's got to say. Because he's going to be honest. No, I'm just, I'm just like legitimately Jason's gonna, like much like Kenyon. Kenya is one of the most like he's got a career in this because he's brutally honest, right? Jason has a career in this because he's brutally honest. And I think if Jason wants to come into your locker room at halftime and say, look, boys, that ain't what that wasn't what we're about. Like yeah. I, I, you let him do that. Set your pride aside. I know a lot of people are like taking shots at Wes for that happening. But like that takes you got to be able to set your pride aside and say, maybe hearing it from somebody that this means everything to them, maybe that is a different message that they need to hear. If you're yeah. one of four people with your number in the rafters, you probably have that type of freedom. <laughs> you got some juice, yeah, in that situation. You got a little juice. Uh, is this team slowly becoming Vic's team? No, right now it's Dave's team. Um, but down the road, it might be becoming like a year from now, next year, it might be Vic's team. Depending that guy, that guy's back. heart and soul is into every ounce of what he does on the court. It's oh a God. joy to watch. I, I still think it's at this point, it's, it's still a toss up as to who's more emotional, but I think Vic has superseded. Uh, JD as the most emotional player on the team. Not wrong. How about that emotion from Nolly after the dunk? That was was sick. He was like exploded. I loved it. You do that in that situation to cut that game down and like like get it in reach right right at the under eight? Like, yeah. 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 I felt like I was bruising Chad's arm because I kept on like grabbing him real strong. You were like, getting like <laughs> Aaron knows how much I love just, that. Just don't hit him in the back. <laughs> right, right. 
slap me in the back. Like, come on. <laughs> Was all the former players showing up at the Crosstown UC organized, random, or other? Uh, a little bit of both. Like, I, you know, guys like Stokes and Satterfield, or not Satterfield, Stokes and, and Logan, and I saw T-Rat for a minute. Um, you know, Ruben popping Ruben. back up. But, like, Kenyon, Kenyon's got a long way to go to get here. So... I mean, I know Lenny and, and Kmart went different podcasts. We've had him on. Um, Lenny's talked about his friendship with Kenyon and they're, yeah. they're tight. So it was funny because because Ruben looked a little lost there and I, it reminded me of homecoming a couple of years ago. <laughs> I tapped him and I was like, Kenyon's over there. And he was like, oh, yeah, for sure. You're, you're, you should just be his guide when he's on campus. Like right. if Ruben's on campus, just hit up Brent. <laughs> right. Uh, that is the basketball portion of Look at the us. Look at us. Concise. All right. Here's where it's the lightning round with skins, and it's never fast. But uh, good evening, gents. Rapid fire. Is Lou Anarumo a witch? I mean, he has to be a witch with how well he has had the Bengals defense playing the last two years. I don't think he's a witch. Wouldn't he be a warlock? Is that the, well is that the male term? Yeah. Nerd. <laughs> the Bengals defense has been great uh, the last two years, and yeah. Lou Anarumo deserves all the credit because they've had a bunch of guys go down, and the new guys, whoever the next guy yeah. is, steps up, makes plays. Cam Taylor Britt is doing his best Chidobe Awuzie impersonation. Like, yeah. I will. I will also give Zach Taylor credit for the hire of Lou Anarumo when he was scraping the bottom of the barrel for or he had a plan and fans are just stupid and won't let a plan like develop for, without for, freaking the fuck out for anybody to come in and be dc he was scraping the bottom of the barrel that was the narrative we don't know that to be exactly true okay mm -hmm. uh, assuming that chad starts an only fans page who from the staff is the first model and and why is it aaron wearing all xavier gear i mean it's royer I don't know. I don't even want to talk about this one. <laughs> you don't want to talk about that, but you wanted to talk about what we talked about earlier in this show. Get out of here. Shoving a beer funnel up my ass and data beers? <laughs> Hell yeah, I do. Put that yeah, and then, we, and then we put it on the fucking OnlyFans. Yeah. I'll get some pays. Uh, last of all, if you can only have one meal for the rest of your life, what is it and why? P.S. Thank you for all the awesome content. So I got a question here. If I pick burgers, can it be any type of burger? Mm. Because yeah, there's I'm sure, like I'm sure you can chicken play. burgers, turkey yeah. burgers, sliders. Yeah, like no, there's no, no. a lot I of different have, ways. I think it has to burgers. stay consistent to the meat. I think I agree. Yeah. I think it has. I think everything has to stay the same if it's one meal. Beef patty, Chad. Okay, if I do pizza, I can have any toppings on my pizza. Like you got to do something with some variety. Because you can't eat the same fucking thing or you'll go breakfast, crazy. lunch, and dinner every day the rest of your life or you'll lose your fucking mind. <laughs> so like if know. you pick pasta, there's a million different pastas you can do. Have you seen the liver king? What if, what if <laughs> the you just... The fraud? The fraud. <laughs> what if you just pick Taco Bell and just order something off the menu? Cycle. Because I feel like it's it's the same ingredients and everything. Yeah, I agree. Where, where'd Chad go? He took himself out when you guys mentioned the what, fraud. The, the, oh, the, the fraud man? Yeah. 
Well, 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 he he would eat steak with a side of uh, steroids. So yeah, that, that's pretty pretty funny. But I mean, I think I'd still go steak um, with like a some sort of a random. Yeah, Joel DeBlanco eats the same Joel. thing every day. Uh, blueberry steak, um, <laughs> eggs, rice. Chicken and rice. Like, that's what you fucking lunatics eat all the time, right? It's like chicken and rice. Your name's Joel. It's literally all you eat. Maybe some alcoholic whipped cream for a treat every once in a while. Hey, there we go. Happened one time and he wanted to fight a girl. Whip it good. Really good. Whip it real good. Unreal. Um, Warren, what's your pick? I mean, I had, like, the way Chad's describing it with, like, burgers having variety or pizza. I'd have to burritos. You can put anything in a fucking burrito. Yeah, that just makes it so hard. I'd probably have to go with burgers because you could just you could do way more with a burger than you could with a pizza. I feel like. Yeah. Aaron, I'm gonna say a Chipotle bowl. Oh, you could get a little crazy with the bowl. I agree. Yeah, you could do a breakfast bowl, Same. bowl, dinner bowl. Yeah. He's going to chime back in and be like, that's not what I meant. All right, right. (laughs) Um, There's another one, too. Don't forget the other one. Yeah, one last question in the mailbag. We did a good job, guys. Why is Aaron so grumpy? (laughs) (laughs) Aaron, Aaron, the stage is yours. I mean, I'm I'm a dad now for, what, a, a year? Uh-huh. Overall, a year and a half, still, still figuring it out. Just every day, still figuring it out. Well, wait, did Brennick's birthday? <laughs> You're doing pass? great. Hmm. When's Brennick's birthday? Uh, her birthday's not until July, but there's oh. two other kids here. Oh, you're talking okay. So okay. just, just figuring it all out every day, a little bit at a, at a time, and just realizing that all parenting is is failing in different <laughs> ways every single day. You're a good dad. And then coming on and taking out your anger out on your friends. (laughs) Aaron, there's no such thing as failure. There's only attempts. The great David Goggins just said that today. I listened to him. He said, you don't ever fail. You just take attempts. Was it Brady Collins' voice? (laughs) I don't know. That was just the (laughs) voice that came to me. Aaron, Aaron. you never figure it out. Yeah, I know. I'm with John White. Hashtag Team Aaron. You can I'm do Team it, Aaron buddy. Too? Take, to it, to yeah, Take it to the bank. Take it to the bank. The time spent here in this space does help. Good. God bless. It's like a flow chart. When Aaron gets here, he's really pissed off. And by the end of the show, he's got that little half smile on his face. Aww. It's the smirk. It's trademarked. Right. Does he need a hug? He needs a hug. He needs a hug. It's his head in the fan. <laughs> Make him feel better. Yes. Brent, get us out of here. Well, guys, that was a good one. That was a good one. We did well. We did well. We did well. Uh, nothing in closing. I asked last time, and it was a bang, bang, boom, shot to the face. So, no. Nothing in closing. Another fantastic MVP. Here's the thing. Still games. Three games this week. Got two basketball, one football. Keep an eye on Maje tonight. Okay. Leading, leading with tackles. Ritter. Ritter shout out as well. Catch his first start this Sunday. The NFL, baby, where where Bearcats continue to be legends. That's that's what we'll start calling it. But 
Guys, another fantastic podcast. Special thanks to Dana Beers for hopping on. A special thanks, as always, to Danco Transmission. And another special thank you, of course, to Quick Paper Supply for their timestamps. But for my good pals, my buddies, my partners, Aaron Smith, Chad, Brennan, and Ryan Warner, I am Brent Young. Yet again, another fantastic BBP presented by BearcatJournal.com. See ya!